Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, and I'm joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's up? You know, in the Southern Hemisphere, I'm to your left. Ah, okay. That's how that works. Yeah, but we're in the Northern Hemisphere. Unless I'm to your left. Yeah, unless, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, That's we'll how see. That works. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere to my south is uh, Carlos Ramirez. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Dude, I, I've I've been excited since like two o'clock. Yeah. I Nerds. can't hold the excitement any longer. This has been a day of uh, of anticipation. Yes. It's this <laughs> is this I this is I I said it earlier. This is the best day of my life. The second day being when my son was born yeah so um, yeah. that was the best day I've, of I've my been, life what i've been looking forward to this day a lot longer than, than <laughs> that. oh god i hope my damn it we're putting this out on the internet my kid's gonna f- hear this like yeah this oh, yeah Our like 15 years totally from now he's gonna go back and listen to your your, your old podcast episodes <sighs> and be like dad you suck <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, it's a it's been an exciting day so far so i'm, I'm stoked to talk about all this yeah, crazy there was, nonsense. There was a stream. The developers talked about things, points, stuff. That was they said they they teased a couple of other bits of information out of them that are kind of fun, and uh, and then they gave us us PDF files full of points, and then people made spreadsheets and things happened. So um, I love spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are fun. <laughs> I am embarrassed for both of you. <laughs> like the points cost change the best day of my life i love spreadsheets <laughs> i feel like uh i feel like a million bucks here yeah really what's that what's that joe what are you drinking right now why is that uh you know i've had a really good week um that picture of a floater i sent you guys both was in no way a cry for help <laughs> things are going really really well and i would not have anything to say about them. <laughs> but speaking of floaters, God. what am I drinking, Carlos? Introduce, introduce the first topic, because I actually well, don't remember having made this bet that I, that I lost. <laughs> so last week, we did our uh, points predictions, and we were running through some uh, Wave 4 ships and uh, guessing some of the points. We got pretty lucky because uh, the first news was that apparently they weren't going to release the points for Wave Four. Yeah, and that was that was weird. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I switched later, and I was like, "No, we are." And I was just like, "All right, is it not? Is it is it going to be?" So apparently they did, which is nice. Uh, so we did get uh, the results of our bets last week. Uh, so going by golf rules, meaning closer to the more. Pen. Yeah, less is more. Uh, Joe you guys would say that. Or uh, let's say in first place, Stephen, with hey. fifty-six points off uh, total. Uh, so one of the things that we I didn't count any points towards was angle deflectors. I don't think any of us predicted that it would be a variable point cost. No, no, we didn't guess. Yeah, that. I thought we did that as like a uh, tiebreaker or something. Yeah. Uh, so it Actually, you know what? I mean, okay. So let's assume that not everybody listened last week because I did not. Um, so apparently last week we did a contest guessing the points for wave four, right? This yeah, and well, we, we we chose eighteen cards, so we did like eight, yes. we did like a round of golf. We did eighteen holes, closest to the pin, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I guess we wagered on it, which yeah, I we, don't remember doing, but apparently we did. <laughs> yes, and I just heard this from Carlos when he gave that news a minute ago. So 
So they weren't going to announce the uh, the wave four point cost today. Well, they there was like some one of the FFG one earlier. of the FFG guys from the marketing department was asked if they were going to have the wave four points on Facebook, and he originally replied no. And then he later said, I don't know. And then he came back and said, they told me they are going to. So it was a confusion thing because the the marketing guy had no idea what they were going to talk about. But Okay, but just so we're clear. So there was a point today where I was not going to be sitting here doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yes, there, there was, and then, and then there was a possibility. A little bit worse. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. So it could always get worse. <laughs> but, oh, good. But, uh, it could be worse, yeah. and now it's worse. <laughs> so, yeah, Steven was uh, 56 total up, but he, he nailed one of them. Uh was uh, Corsella, the points on that one. Yeah, we're six uh, points. A lot of them that he was only like one or two off. So but he, he only got one exactly? Uh, one exactly, yes. Um, I followed up with a, a 59 point differential. So only three more than Steven. I only missed it just by a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, mainly my guess on the logistics division pilot was way off. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many uh, How many did you get exactly? Um, I got none. Exactly. Oh, but I got a, <laughs> I had a few that I was like oh, one off. <laughs> And then Joe yeah. taking up the rear at a hundred and five point differential. <laughs> like if you combine Stephen and I's scores, we're only ten points more than you. If so. you combine the number of times that you two were exactly right, you still wouldn't be as good as me. That is correct because Joe somehow with that score managed to get three. Well, you Nailed system, but right. you gotta have <laughs> yeah. three exactly right, and then the exactly rest are just right. wildly off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like fine. the John Edwards of point guessing. <laughs> the John so, Edwards. He just so what is, so what is, is this? Everybody knows some dude named John. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like, uh, I guess, the equivalent of like a baseball stat that you basically strike out a lot, but, but I hit a lot you hit a home runs. run every now yeah. and then. Like <laughs> it's like a ton of grand <clears throat> slams and also many many strikeouts. Sw- yeah. Swing for the fences. Swing for the fences. Now, did anybody? Did any viewers figure out my system, or did you guys spend any time at all analyzing no. my game? I, I, I wasn't. I, I figured you were going for like averages somehow, but I I, I didn't really try to analyze it too so much. I, I wanted system? to be surprised. I wanted you to give us the lowdown. Well, I was not gonna tell. If it worked, I wasn't gonna tell you. I was just gonna keep using it every time we did this. Well, yeah, yeah. But I guess I need a new system for next time. Okay. Now keep in mind that I beat you guys on a few of these, and on a few of them I was exactly right, and you were not. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, oh. Before I do this, Carlos, we had one like uh, asterisk one. How did Correct. I do with the asterisk? With the asterisk, so the asterisk, you were only I, one off. I would have beaten. So you were that, almost right? there. Yeah. You, you would not have. You still would not have beaten us. But you I would have got us it within fifty. On the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So the system was. Keep in mind that sometimes this one, I um, I just counted the characters in the title of each card, and that was the point cost. I gave. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, for for ships I, I took the the title of the chassis too and oh, added that God. in there so we didn't have ridiculous yeah know, things i believe i got pamich exactly right yeah i don't even know what ship that is but somehow that counts that's a resistance transport oh man that one took a lot of counting so i'm glad that was right. I, uh, I saw you thinking hard about that one I know, I, like I that a couple of good... you, were, you were like you were sitting there staring at him for a second and i'm I like carried the three on that i'm one. like what is he thinking of what is he doing here what is the system he's come up with i was um i was exactly right on bb8 who is in some sort of transport thing right uh yeah transport yeah, pod yeah transport, transport pod, pod. yeah yep. okay what was the other one i was exactly right on 
R2, C4. Oh, R2, C4. I counted the space on that one in case anybody's wondering. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to... <laughs> you know, I, I use that as a rounding factor. Now, Leia Organa uh-huh. is uh, 10 points. Yeah. Or Well, that was your guess, yes. Well, okay, no, I mean, that, that, that Leia Organa adds up to 10 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia Organa Skywalker... Is twenty points. Oh, uh, no. That's okay. how we got to nineteen. Now a lot of a lot of people are thinking, shouldn't it be Leia Organa Solo? solo? Yeah. And no, because I'm sick of Han getting blamed for all of the galaxy's <laughs> problems. Yeah. Like, the next person that calls him Ben Solo can suck it. <laughs> suck it through a, a lightsaber shaped hose. Because I'm sick of Han getting blamed for that douchebag. So anyway, so this this system. Let's just say, if yeah. you ever go to Vegas, do not use a system like this. <laughs> Um, if if some casino in Vegas starts betting on point costs for X Men, <laughs> I wish they would. That'd be yeah, so I awesome. know you do. I'm going to drag you nerds out of there, kicking and screaming. And if I sound particularly surly tonight, it's because apparently I bet that I would drink a a limerita of some sort for. A few oh no, hours. we 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 just always said it was just like whoever loses has to like chug a beer or, or chug a drink before. Oh, well, I like how you changed your story like mid there. This is not a beer, Carlos. This is it says Bud Light on the bottle. Come, all right. <laughs> like, well, this okay. is saltier than I'm I gonna, remember. I'm going to give some 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 background on this because the, where the lime arena comes from specifically. I think I invented this game actually. Yeah, yeah, you did invent this game. Oh, so, like back when we first started playing X-wing, and I don't know, this may go back before I, the X-wing. It does. Days. I think it's Star Wars LCG. Okay, so we had this thing we would do where. Every time one of us lost a game, we had to go out to the parking lot and chug a uh, a Bud Light Limerita. Yeah, but they were smaller cans back then. Back well, that's back when well, we had like a twelve cans. pack. Yeah, we we yeah, had twenty five ounce ounces of eight percent. I I told just, you you didn't have to just, drink that whole thing because that was that was all they had is a single one. I, I certainly wasn't gonna buy a twelve pack of Limerita. It's just straight wampa jizz. It's yeah. you know vaguely cold. It's salty. I'm sure it's nutritious in some. Other <laughs> ways, way. it has electrolytes. The, the picture of what Joe. Joe happily uh, with the can is up on our Facebook page and also on our Instagram. Follow oh, us on Instagram at Florida Man Plays X Wing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do the plug there just yeah, to make sure. That's fine. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. Yeah. So uh, my drink for the evening is, um, and I'm going to, you know, I, I got this. Uh, I was in Alabama, in Mobile, Alabama this weekend for the hyperspace trial at Gamers and Geeks, which was a great event. And I'll get into that here in a minute. But um, while I was there, uh, Charlie Hicks of uh, the Birmingham area, he's, uh, you know, a, a, I guess a member of the Barons. I know he's on the podcast sometimes. Um, he texted me and because uh, I think he saw me on the stream or something. And uh, he told me to stop somewhere and get a Fairhope, uh, some uh, Fairhope Brewing Company beer. So I, I found a gas station that had some on the way out of town. And I got the, uh, the Fairhope. Am- uh, I drink, therefore I amber. Uh, Steve is a hopeless romantic. He accidentally buys beer with his wife's name in it. It's kind of fun. So I, just like, I like reds and ambers and browns. Those are like my three favorites. And so I get a lot of ambers, but it just works out that way. So anyways, yeah, the the, uh, the this Fairhope Amber is uh, is quite good. I'm drinking it right now. So, that, so shout really. out to Charlie so, for the suggestion. I don't usually so, drink beers named after my wife because they don't make one called Angry Texan. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's gotta be a beer out there that's named God. If this becomes like the Yoda stories thing, and like some listener out there is like, "Hey, I found you some angry text," and I'm like, "Is this like wish fulfillment?" All you have to do is 
talk about X-wing for two hours and drink a lime margarita. That's so. So wait, if I so <laughs> because I like your dong. So if I like <laughs> if I like hoppy beers, and my wife's name is Holly, is that like an alliteration as well? Uh, just not on purpose. You need to find somebody who makes something called a hoppy Holly, and a hoppy Holly. Yeah, then you'll right. be good to go. Yeah, I think is it magic? No, it's. I think I thought Elysian made like Holly Days or something. Oh, maybe that might be possible. Yeah. But yeah. today I'm drinking a Stone IPA, Tangerine Express. I like how we're all like, up to the wild. I like my Stone things. IPAs. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Already. Angry Texan is sucking up. To the- Angry. <laughs> 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 um, Angry's like fierce. Yeah, fierce. Yes, fierce Texan. Fierce. Yes. Um, so, so uh, anyways, well, so we did go to uh, Travis and I and um, uh, Travis's roommates, Austin and Dylan. Yeah, uh, fuck is Dylan? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're doing throwbacks. Now. Yeah, throw, callbacks tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we no, all hopped. We all hopped in the car and uh, and at uh, about four in the morning and drove over to Mobile, Alabama, for the hyperspace trial. How long was the drive? Uh, right about six hours. Wow. So Holy six hours shit. of I ten. Yeah, six. Oh, uh, it's roughly yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a straight shot. I ten's the worst. I ten is yeah, it's just a straight shot, but I ten is the worst. Uh, that is the most boring road on the I've ever experienced. Myself, well, boring but. is good for me. Boring is okay I, as I like, long as I, you don't hit traffic. Yeah, I don't want to hit traffic, but like, traffic's worse. But like, I ten is just a straight arrow with like nothing on it. Like at just least trees. On, like on the just on the trees. way, like on the way to Atlanta on seventy five, you got all these crazy weird ass billboards to look at. There's like massage parlors and, oh my and strip clubs and, or the uh, and, uh, have you seen the Jesus ones? All the, the Jesus ones where it's yeah. like the zombie apocalypse. Like they use zombie actors. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's all uh, kinds of crazy billboards on, in Georgia. Man, I would hate. Uh, what is it? Strippers need me say more, and then they say more. They say as yes. seen on Jerry Springer. Yes. As if, like some <laughs> lady that busted them out on Jerry Springer back in the early 90s would be worth like paying money to see now. Yeah. You, and you have Tifton, the world's capital of reading. I, I don't know why is that really? is. I don't. Yeah, it says that on like their sign, like in Tif- like when you go through Tifton, it's like... No, it just the, says Think Tifton. Well, yeah, Think Tifton. It's like the... Well, reading, reading Bibles probably. I don't know what they're well, reading. Well, that's actually true because they have like the uh, the bookstore that's off of the, uh, the highway. We actually stopped there. Went up there for my honeymoon even. But, like we stopped at the like, you know, book outlet out there. You realize it's an entire like bookstore just of Bibles. Oh God! <laughs> like I was like, oh, three dollar Bibles. I'd That's uh, a lot of Bibles. <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, we uh, we we made our trip out even, there. Why do people even buy them? You can just steal one from a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's I don't one know. One of the commandments, I think. <laughs> it's not one of the important ones. <laughs> It's one of the negotiable ones. It's ne- it's negotiable. Um, well, as a Catholic, you can always just you know confess and you're good to go. Like it's fine. You know, it never happens. Find a priest to translate it into Latin so God understands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, yeah. So we made our way out there, and uh, the four of us, and uh, you know, decided to play in that hyperspace trial. So, um, gamers and geeks was the the store it was at it was a great store. Um. The, uh, I think it was I think he was the owner I'm guessing he was the owner uh, I believe his name was JD was a great guy running the tournament um, he had a stream running and stuff and um, they did uh, they did a, he did a great job with the tournament it was a cool space they got a um, I think it was like an old grocery store or something it was huge 
We seem and, to be playing in like dilapidated buildings all across the south. Now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it was a huge space, and they had, uh, you know, like half the place was like a video game uh, parlor, basically, and then the other half was like the games, the game store. And uh, so there's plenty of space and uh, good tall tables and um, and, uh, and it was a great fun atmosphere. So great event all around. Um, everybody had a good time. I think uh, Travis and I both um, ended up making the cut. Um, I, we think we were both. It was a five rounds. It was 31 players. So uh, five rounds of Swiss. I think we were both four and one. Uh, we were, I think, fifth and sixth, respectively, in the rankings. Um, <clears throat> and then we played. Uh, I lost in the top eight to Rebel Beef, which is apparently the only list I'm I lose to in the past two months, and then <laughs> and then Travis uh, lost also in the top four to Rebel Beef. So <laughs> and then and yeah, then and then there was a then there was a glorious beef off in the in the final. <laughs> <laughs> beef off. <laughs> so that I was believe, um, a good time. I believe uh, who the fuck is Dylan almost won sportsmanship too. He he yeah. But, uh, you know how we lost? Did you hear how I we lost? I do know how he lost. Yes. Actually. Okay. Yes, I was so they did a sportsman- Carlos, do you know how he lost? Uh, yeah, Carlos hasn't heard this yet. Mm. So there was a sportsmanship award, and uh, they had everybody vote on you know their favorite person they played against all day. And uh, I, I actually I will give the person I voted for was uh, Jeremiah Chamberlain, who um, was a great guy. I played him in round two. He was playing like a double. He was playing a double Jedi list with Anakin and Obi-Wan, just like, you know, like maxed out with stuff. And uh, <laughs> it was a super fun match. It was um, it went down to the wire. I literally like we didn't neither one of us killed anything. I think he had like he had like half points on on Vermeil. And then I got half points on Obi- Obi-Wan with like maybe five minutes left. And then the next round um, was able to finish off Obi-Wan to win the game, like like literally as time was called. Uh, but it was a super close match, just like just everybody flying, you know, zooming around, arc dodging. Like it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. But it was Something a good time. Like my kind of game. Yep. So, so we we both had a blast playing it. So, um, but anyways, you want to give him a shout out because he was a cool guy. And uh, so, anyways, Dylan. Um, who the fuck's Dylan? Yeah. Who who is Dylan? So Dylan ended up uh, getting tying for the sportsmanship award. So uh, I don't know how many votes they got, but it was him and another guy. And um, and like (laughs) so he ties and Travis is like, uh, I guess the guy, the other guy that he tied with, Travis was like, oh, yeah, I voted for that guy. (laughs) I'm like, so you so you screwed Dylan. Like, your vote counts. Your vote counts. Yeah. So it ruins Dylan's time. Yeah. So it was it was pretty hilarious because Travis almost forgot to vote because like he'd finished his game and was like packing up his stuff, but he hadn't actually turned his, like the, the vote the slip in, and uh, the the guy's like last call for slips or whatever. He's like, oh, and he like fills out a name, and, like runs over there and passes it in. It's like literally the last vote, and like you know Dylan ends up tying and uh, splitting the splitting the prize with the with the other guy but <laughs> it was just amusing that uh, that Travis was the one who not who uh who prevented him from getting an extra $20 in store credit <laughs> and then had to ride home with him for 6 yeah. hours down I10 yeah <laughs> so good times so uh, what turnout looked like uh it was 31 players um right. so it was a decent turnout and uh yeah, five rounds, top eight. Was this their first uh, uh, big uh, tournament down there? The, um, the I think it was the first the first time doing anything like a hyperspace trial, which, you know, old regional equivalent kind of, even though there's a ton more of them now than there were ever of the regionals. Right. But 
I would think if um, it was scheduled earlier in the season, it probably would have gotten a little bit more. I think it would have gotten a higher turnout. Well, they they normally I think get uh, they like and I don't think really many of the um, none of the Birmingham Barons came down for mm-hmm. it. At least none of the guys that are on the podcast and like Charlie didn't come. Yeah, they a lot of them. I think a lot of them already have their either have their world's invites or whatever. So they you know didn't come down for whatever reason. So I think yeah, had it been earlier in the season, they probably would have gotten a better a better turnout. But right. So I, um, I think that yeah, that's more of an indication of the season. Just the last weekend before a points update. Yeah, so like, yeah, last weekend before points update, everybody's tired of Rebel Beef. Um, exactly. And <laughs> you know, so there was there was a fair bit of that going around. But um, that's a good turnout, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it, but it was it was it was a, it was a good time. That was a great event, and um, I do give got to give a lot of props to the store. Um, they gave out a ton of money and prize support. Um, I think uh, the winner got like 250 bucks store credit. Um, second place got 150. Third and fourth got 100. That's on top um, of what that store shells out for that prize kit. That's not nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was definitely a, a, a great a lot of uh, a lot of prize support. Um, you know, just just a fun event overall. So uh, really appreciate it for the for the gamers and geeks guys in the uh, the mobile area players and everybody that was there it was a it was a super fun event so uh made the made the drive worth it so <laughs> uh because it was a long one <laughs> so what time did you guys get home uh like 6 a.m in the morning yeah is that what they, oh man yeah that's terrible Ugh. yeah so well, I mean, yeah, we switched cray. off we switched off driving so yeah, yeah it's the way the only way to do it yeah is, uh, you, one person can't make that drive especially after staying up play yeah. for that long you know, yeah. kind of needs to take a nice little two-hour nap exactly so anyways uh we got you know the big important thing to talk about this week obviously is the is points how update. good this lime arena is carlos you should have some of this <laughs> i've had a lime arena Joe, before why don't you why don't you save whatever you have left there and you know maybe carlos can can drink it next time he's in town oh Jeez, yeah <laughs> three four money. week old uh, two and a half weeks <laughs> two and a half weeks yep for the uh yeah for the hyperspace trial for those hyper yeah <clears throat> two and a half weeks yeah july 13th yeah, it's coming up. We're yeah, we're kicking off the season. Kicking off the season. We're the first one of the new season with the new points and the new ships and everything. Technically, still the first. I know there's other ones. We're, on we're the same we, day, we we beat but everyone we are by like Coast. an hour or two. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be done first. So <laughs> yeah, we'll have yeah. the first. We'll crown the first champion. Souls had something to we say gotta hype it up, man. We gotta hype it up. Yeah. This is the the first season two champion will yes. be at Jacksonville. Yeah, it'll be good times. So I did go ahead and uh, post. Um, uh, entry, you can, uh, yeah, you can, uh, if you're coming to the Jacksonville hyperspace trial, uh, I went ahead and opened up the, uh, signups for the tabletop.to event. Um, so if you've, you know, already purchased your ticket through cool stuff, you can go to the tabletop.to and sign up for the event. It's under X-Wing hyperspace trial wave Two, cool stuff, Jacksonville, whatever. Um, there's a link for it in the event page. Um, so you can go ahead and sign up in there and get your name on the list and then also enter your list as soon as you can because of all these points changes and everything else. I'm going to make as as strong an attempt as I can to check everybody's lists. And, and uh, the more that are in early, the better, more easily I can do that. So um, I really, you know, I, I, obviously like with the points change and the, and the wave chain, uh, you know, wave four coming out, there's going to be a lot of new stuff. So I would like to 
try to check everybody's lists um, ahead of the tournament if possible. So, yeah, the 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 main issue here is um, the fact that the up um, the app won't update until July tenth. Yeah, the FFG. And we'll get into update. that when we talk about yeah, the, the updates, FFG yeah. app. Doesn't update till July 10th. Wave four comes out officially July 12th, the day before the tournament. Right. And um, but Yasby is already up to date. So if you need if you need your for all your squad building points needs, you can you can use Yas Yasby. Is wave four going to be legal at this event? Or? Yes, it ah. will be legal. Legal. Yeah, it's on the street. Yeah. So this is a form, this is a formal event, not a premier event. So formal events do not count. Uh, do not get tie. Uh, well, I mean, you you do obviously. You will. Well, yeah, but I'll be I'll be behind the camera, so yeah, but no one will well, see. Well, no, it. you'll you'll be on the you, you'll actually you'll have more face time on the man. camera than the players. Uh, when he turns the camera around every once in a while, Woo-hoo. but yeah. So anyhow, all right. Well, let's get into the points here. So dun 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 dun. dun, dun. We'll start with the rebels. So we're just gonna kind of go down the factions here. We're just gonna hit the highlights. We're not gonna get super deep into everything we're here. Totally but gonna get balls. Do you want to go? We're gonna over... get way deeper than we probably ever mean to. But you know. <laughs> Do you want to go over now, real quick? Like, make it stop. <laughs> uh, real quick, do you want to go over the um, just the stream and the kind of uh, stuff they talked about on the show? Yeah, stream? like I'm kind of interested in how they announce all this stuff now. Yeah, so the stream was um, kind of interesting. They didn't really give much hard, concrete information on the stream. The, the stream was really basically just like these are the kind of general ideas and things that you're gonna see in the points updates. I think the only the only actually gave actual point updates on like on the stream the only actual points they gave out was wedge and drea renthal i think were the only two that they actually gave uh rebel on Leia to six was right yeah rebel Leia, that was yeah it. So. besides besides the stuff that we you know were probably gonna end up talking about which is the, the point cost changes and all that stuff was uh there's a couple big announcements uh that were made on there uh, one of them was the Wave Six announcement uh, being at Gen Con. Uh, oh, next yeah, month. Wait, yeah. So they said that. So for one, the in-flight report at Gen Con is going to be live streamed for the first time this year by FFG. Um, yeah. So it'll be an official live stream, and well, which was good because hopefully it'll have better audio and video than we normally get from like the handheld cam streams that people right. try to do. Uh, and <laughs> and the question that. This announcement spawned off was: Will there be ever be card packs? Yeah. So they never actually said that we're going to announce card packs, but they said they said, "Oh, the question says, uh, will you be announcing card packs soon?" And then they said, "We are going to do a Wave Six announcement at Gen Con, so all the people asking about card packs should tune in." Yeah. Therefore. They're announcing card packs. Yeah, and they, and, they <laughs> said, and they they brought it up again at the end of the stream. Um, they're like, for, you know, make sure you tune in for the in-flight report at Gen Con because it'll be uh, for all you card pack lovers. <laughs> yeah. They were they teased it hard. So it looks like we will be getting um, so, so, card packs, which is awesome. So, so, something a little bit about, about card packs here. I mean, and the number one thing we're hoping, obviously, right, is that you know the contents that are in there. Yeah. Uh, no you know, uh, uh, trading card game kind of style system. They won't do that. No, 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 it won't be that. It's going to, yeah. it's going to be just like, it's going to be upgrade cards and pilots and stuff without the plastic, you know, right. that's, that's what it's going to be. Now, the one thing that I wanted to see if they are willing to explore is a m- multiple abilities for the same pilots. So say like another, 
Hoderan card or <clears throat> a another Sintir yeah. Fell or something like that. A different version. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because he, since it's still unique, yeah, you can't run them both at the yeah. same time, anyways. Uh, but I just I feel I, like I that think, would be interesting. I think that's to, an option. I feel like more. it's very forward thinking. One of the things that you know to continue kicking 1.0 while it's down on the ground and dead. Like one of the things that sucked about 1.0 was some of the things that came out early in the game were some of the marquee characters from you know the universe. You know your Luke, your your Vader, your Han all came out in the first couple expansions, and they were sucked by about wave three or so. They were unplayable garbage. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just because power creep would, you know, was such where it's like the important things they put out early were not any good later. So. And that and that's that's a trend, right? And that, that happens all the time with any kind of game design is that the game evolves over time. So yeah, yeah. you know, it to be able to bring those guys back, uh, you know, yeah, and it, with it's new It's abilities. easy to say that you could get around that just by adjusting the point cost to make them no, more competitive. It's not. But that's not exciting, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't it, it's just it, it's but... sometimes impossible. Yeah. Like it's sometimes the, the ability is just not good enough. Yeah. And yeah. not saying that it, right now, I mean like Poe Dameron's is good. Uh, Luke Skywalker's ability is actually still pretty good, you know. So uh, Darth Vader obviously is still yeah. really good. So I mean, there are some of those iconic characters. Their abilities are still really, really good. But it's just kind of like that open space of like in the future of being able to re-release a pilot with another ability, just in case it starts to fall off. And like you mentioned, it's just abilities just won't. No matter what point cost drop, it's just never going to come back. Yeah. And they did they uh the other thing they talked about on the on the stream a little bit was that uh they did talk about kind of why they had uh gone with the 6 month cycle for the points updates. Um mostly just their their reasoning behind it, which was really just boiled down to they wanted the game to have some feel of stability for um for for the players so it didn't feel like every like it, things were changing too quickly. Um so that you know that was interesting that's fine i I think i'm fine with the six month cycle i don't know i don't know that and as long as they are willing to do the emergency fixes when they need to um i think you know the six month cycle is fine one of the things that was uh uh while i was watching the stream it not on the wasn't posted on the fly better uh, page but um a lot of people asked about the hyperspace format um and what they did mention was that currently uh, they are just adding stuff, but yeah. there are plans or there are looking into removing yeah. in the future, just not right now. So yeah. but they also said hopefully o- they did say OP was going to have more information on that actually fairly right. soon. So right. it's so it's so hopefully there will be a good some some announcements about that, because I think hyperspace, I, like I said, I, I personally think hyperspace has been a success overall. Yes, and I, I think agree. it's a it's a good format. I think they need to maintain it, and it's it creates some nice variety in the game. I don't think we need to get into having a crap ton of different formats, but I think having two kind of distinct ways to play the game um, at, at a couple at some different levels, um, I think I think adds some some spice to everything and kind of uh, keeps things a little more interesting. Uh, I so, love I love the anything goes format. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, that you 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 have so many choices that something can sneak through and then i love the very limited format and, and it doesn't have to be very limited but it has to be limited in a sense 
where those those kind of power lists or power ships in the extended format are not there, which adds variety. And yeah, yeah sometimes you can have a good list that's uh, you know um, viable for both formats. But at the same time, you you're it's a completely different strategy going up against one or the other. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things that kind of like on season one, like now that we're kind of wrapped up on it. You know, you had the Rebel Beef Squad, that same squad, dominate both formats. At least dominate in mass, and as in you saw that list a lot, um, even if they didn't necessarily perform well. Yeah. So that's one of the things that you kind of want to make sure you remove is at least a, st- a, a stagnating meta based on both formats having like that list that you see each and every time because yeah. you want them to be diverse. You want to be flying extended and seeing different lists than when you're playing a hyperspace yeah. Uh, tournament. Yeah, so, so the, the other thing they talked about was um, the upcoming wave. So wave five, they are expecting to be like an end of third quarter release, which, you know, that would put it in September. So that fits nicely with like their kind of standard, you know, they'll they'll go to Gen Con, they'll likely have pre-release, pre-release stuff for, for wave five at Gen Con, and then it'll come out a few weeks later officially and, you know, maybe early to mid-September. Um, so that kind of fits with their standard model for how they've done wave releases around Gen Con forever. Um, uh, Epic, they're expecting to be out in the fourth quarter. And Wave 6 is also expected for December release, um, which I think we were all expecting. It's it's The movie's coming out in December. Um, the, mouse, the mouse mandates things like this. So I'm, I'm sure that that will be uh, released in time or right around the movie, um, which is, I think... It's December 15th, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember the exact date, but it's uh, mid-December there. So um, anyhow, that was kind of the, the the general news that they talked about a little bit on this um, stream. Everything else was just kind of uh, some general topics about the points until they finally gave us the actual data. Uh, so, all right. Do I would we... like to touch just briefly on that last item you have there. Yeah. Did somebody ask about that? Or what ask did... about what? About... Uh, the, the final item on your list here of the things you jotted down, I'm guessing you did these as notes while you are watching. Yeah, yeah. So they're not ever going to do an alternating initiative? Yeah, they, they yeah. somebody asked about like how they wanted to handle, like if there was something they were going to do about 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 initiative um, in general. And, um, they, and they mentioned alternating initiative turn by turn. And they said that they had actually tried it. They had play tested it. And... Um, in general, they, they just felt that it made the game too cumbersome. Um, I agree. And which I kind of agree with. I th- yep, you're I th- both wrong. But, um, you know, that's fine. You don't have to agree with us on that, Joe. I, I know that you, yeah, you had a whole thing uh, a few episodes ago regarding swapping it out. I think it sounds good in theory. I think that one of the things that you might not like the one of the things I mentioned on the cast, which I agree with, is the fact that um, X Wing really is very um, uh, rookie or like basically amateur friendly uh, to tabletop games uh, because I never had any kind of experience with tabletop games before I played X Wing and I picked it up, you know what I mean, in yeah. minutes. Like I was just like, this is great. Like I knew exactly what I was doing. You know what I mean? Very, very quickly. So 
um, you kind of need to have that low complexity uh, of the game established and, and kept because yes, the meta game and the, the whole, you know, uh, stuff that we play system opens and big tournaments is really fun. But at the same time, the only way to be able to get big crowds to those events is if you can draw players easily. Um, so that it's just, I, I think with the swapping back and forth, it, you'll lose track of it basically. Whose who's initiative is it this turn? And then yeah, you don't really a... know what you're supposed to... How do you plan ahead? You know what I mean? Like in chess, you plan three or four turns ahead because you know exactly what's going to happen. You can't do that in, in X-Wing if it keeps alternating. Yeah, and it's... it's... <laughs> you fucking nerds. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet for the next 25 to 30 minutes while I stew on you how wrong you two are. <laughs> I'm actually going to set the timer on my phone. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about actual points now. <laughs> so uh, Rebel Faction, um, you know, obviously the first thing up here is basically... You know the big highlight here in the rebel faction is the points going up on the on the rebel beef uh squad in general so i think basically every piece of all the standard elements of, of rebel beef went up so braylon stram went up four points 10 num went up two points um the uh what are the cassian or uh, uh wedge went up three points cassian went up four points um, and then Leia went up four points. So if, uh, if you kind of add stuff together, the, the, the standard rebel beef list of, you know, Wedge, Braylon, Cassian, um, 10 numb with Leia. And I think like tactical officer, which also went up, um, to I think six points six as points. well. Um, huge, yeah, you, you kind of put that basic squad together and it's like a 222 point squad now or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a pretty significant increase. You're never going to get all those parts and pieces together again. Um, so, which is good. It was uh, it was super broken. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and getting pretty boring to play against, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that was the main thing. I think that it was just boring. Um, was it abusive? Uh, I would say so. I I I I mean, like I said, it's the I, in two in the last two months, it's the only list I've lost to. Yeah, so you and you, I mean, so I probably kind of have it more acutely, but it's you know, it's also it's 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 pretty and it's a pretty annoying list to play against. I think every, I think anybody who ha, is not playing it who has played against, I mean, even the people who play it will tell you it's it's one a boring list and two, um, <clears throat> you know, not not it's just not fun, but yeah, so I mean, you're su a little subjective, obviously, because of your list and how it plays against it. And I'm I'm just trying to figure out like, because one of the things that I, that I saw early in the stats was that it was just flown so much because you would have like thirty or forty percent of the floor would be rebels and yeah. you could think that at least eighty because like seventy to eighty percent of that was rebel beef in that kind of format. So it's just yeah. like. It was it just a numbers game where it's just like obviously some will float to the top, um, but I mean yeah towards the end it just it was one of those things where it's just like you were just so tired of seeing the list yeah because you knew how it played you knew the tricks and I guess if it started to win more towards the end which is that what I noticed oh it was winning a lot 
I it mean, was it, running it, a lot towards the end. Yeah. So um, basically, from the point, basically from the point, since Daniel Taylor won the system open, it, it it's been winning hyperspace trials every weekend. So and and you know maybe not all of them, but it's it's you know one or two of them a weekend usually was that list. Uh, and then usually, like if you look at like the cut in those in the other hyperspace, there was two or three of them in there. I so mean, we had the mirror match last week. Yeah, and we, yeah, we had the mirror match in, in Mobile. So, you know, it's uh, it wasn't quite a full mirror match. Well, yeah, but it was it was a, you know it was the same idea basically. As long as you got Cassie and Leia and Braylon in the list, and mm-hmm. then you can kind of flesh out the other stuff however you like. But um, those elements for sure are kind of the core of it. But yeah, it's you know it's it's a uh, it was getting it was getting uh, oppressive. <laughs> I mean, definitely for I'd me it was. So, so. <laughs> um, all right. So other rebel highlights here. Um, I think. I mean, the uh, was he the the generic E wings went down two points each. The rogue squadron and the nave squadron, right? Um, I you know overall just looking at the rebels, um, I I think they got they lost a lot more than they gained. Yes with uh you know with the stuff that went down so although not a huge fan of seeing a couple of k-wings go down in price although the wardens the wardens went up up. yeah so that's good so Uh, the wardens were like a borderline abusive squad that i just don't think a lot of people had figured out yet (laughs) yeah one of the things that um you know i kind of wanted to theme the points updates on was kind of a faction identity yeah. Or basically, you know, what are the standouts? I was like, oh, can you build a list immediately based on the points changes? And I don't think things are very, very clear for the Rebels right now. So, like, you know, you had some uh, points drops on arcs, and um, some of those abilities are really good. Garvin's ability is good. Uh, so is Charbet's. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, like, even the Hawks going down, like, that title is still so overclassed, and if you fly them without the title, they're just not nearly as good. Yeah. So I think the the, the rebels obviously lost their identity because they had one flagship list, which was yeah. this rebel beef Leo squad. Um, so now, the, I think the rebels are back on the drawing board uh, a little bit, um, and you'll see that in some of the other factions, it's. It's quite the opposite. Like, uh, you, you, there's a lot more very obvious uh, uh, things. So that could hurt rebels in general because it could take them some time to get into the meta uh, in season two. So yeah, we might not see them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're still going to see a fair bit of the kind of um, you know uh, just kind of rebel jank like just kind of mixed up like here's here's a bunch of you know four ship rebel um i I think as people try to figure out how to how to continue to make that work to some degree um obviously i think the best pieces of it you're 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 not gonna be able to get all of them together you can get a few of them together at at one time but not all of them so i I think you'll still see that around to a certain degree and and you know we'll we'll see how successful it 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 can still be but is um, leia still worth it at six points um i i honestly i think so yeah i mean it's just what do you throw her on are you still gonna you know between 
between her and Cassian, like are uh, going both going up? Or are you going to still try to put her on Cassian? Or or Cassian's way too expensive now. Um, I don't know. That ability is super good. <laughs> um, it's super good. It's super yeah. good. But there are other good abilities. Uh, so have Tauber's ability is decent. Yeah. And so is you might uh, see Mokva some Yaro's ability. Yeah, you might Sokka see ability. You might start seeing some more of like the like the Bodhi Rooks and the Benthic Two Tubes and the Heftobers and the Magvas generics. I mean, uh, it started the off even. the generics. Yeah. The Blue Squadron Scout was the first layer character. Yeah. Before people discovered the whole Cassian, well, yeah. it was when the hyperspace change happened, and then people did the whole Cassian Braylon combo. Yeah. But in hyperspace, the first one was the Partisan Renegade. Yeah. And then the Blue Squadron because it was the cheapest, and yeah. then et cetera, et cetera. So now I think in order to get a Ewing, Tenum, uh, Braylon into a list with Leia, you have to drop a wedge down. Uh, pretty significantly, I think you have to end up going down to like a Red Squadron veteran is like the most expensive um, uh, X-wing you can fit in there with those things anymore. So, well, I feel like Ten Num is the odd man out. So, hold on, uh, let's see if we can build a list here without him. Let's see how many points you have left over. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can replace you can replace him. You can replace Wedge. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of different things you can swap in and out. Um, you know, you well, you just can't you just can't get the full the full effect anymore. Yeah, I well, I always think about like the the, the core competencies, which is Cassian Braylon combo. Yeah, and Leia Organa, and then also Wedge because it, Wedge adds the factor of um uh what's the phrase I'm looking for? Basically a uh, target priority. Yeah. So, you know, do you kill Wedge first? Do you kill Cassian first? Do you kill Braylon first? You know what I mean? Because all three of those ships are are bad to be kept alive. Yeah. Um just adding that all three of those right now sit at 163, leaving you with 37 points. Mm-hmm. That's still enough to fit an A weight. Yeah. You can fit an A-Wing in there, uh, a blocking A-Wing. You can do Arvel. Arvel Intimidation is something that kind of has been coasting under the radar uh, it's, for it, the last it couple pops of... Up, uh, it pops up a lot in, like, the five and six ship ver- uh, Rebel versions. Um, right. But, yeah, you can see but it's him... But still, I mean, why why couldn't you fit that in? So Arvel with Intimidation is literally 37 points. Yeah. There's a 200-point list. You have Braylon, Wedge... Cassia with Leia, Arvel with Intimidation. Yeah. Why couldn't you make that work? I, I think it's certainly a playable list. Uh, you know, it'll just be a question as to how it will be able to um, fare in the new meta. But uh, just because the other factions, I think, got a lot of good improvements. So, oh, of course. Um, so, so taking a weaker version of the list up against stronger versions of the other uh, uh, that the other factions have, I think, is going to be it'll be interesting to see where that pans out exactly like i said i think it's the, you're going to see four ship rebel it's not going away it's just that the the most um you know egregious combo is uh is no longer you know you can't put that together anymore so all right anything else in the uh in the rebels worth really worth noting um uh r2d2 i think oh yeah changed R- a little r2d2 bit. went up two points 
to to ten points. The crew. Oh, the another big one is the um, the YT thirteen hundred lost the illicit slot and gained another modification slot. So um, did not change in points at all, but you can no longer do the inertial dampeners trick R two D two trick on the on the uh, Falcon. Um, so. Also, the R two D two astromech <clears throat> is now agility value based. Yes, uh, it used to be just a standard price, but now they changed both R two D two and the R two astromech. Yeah. Uh, to agility value based. So. Yeah, I think the biggest point drop they had was probably Ezra uh gunner oh huge yeah he yeah, went from 18 yeah. to 14 um so that four four point drop on uh, on ezra bridger gunner uh so that could be that could be interesting um he's, a, he's obviously giving you a force point so any any upgrade that's giving you force is something worth taking a look at um so, so yeah all right that kind of uh that's the general overview on the rebels um so, all right. So then we uh, on to the Imperials. Um, we'll, be after, we'll be after the break, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, on to the Imperials here. So I, I personally think for the factions that didn't get aren't getting any new ships in Wave Four, these guys made out the best. Um, the Empire got just a lot of good well, help, good and they moments. and very little in the way of um, increases. So the biggest. The biggest increase was on um, Whisper. So Whisper went up three points. Uh, so Whisper's up to 57 now, which, you know, probably uh, we'll, we'll see what that does. I mean, I think Whisper's been good. I, I This is a kind of an increase that I didn't quite understand. Um, you know what it is? What? It's shifting everything upwards because of the Sigmas. Yeah. That's literally, I think that's literally the only reason. They have to because they needed to make more room in case they need to do an emergency increase on the Sigmas again and make um, them straight yeah. up 50 I don't, points. I don't think they're going to need to do that because um, I think what I think now you can do what? You can do four Sigmas with one Juke and that's it, right? I think that's where it falls now. Uh, yeah, but I mean, is that still good? It's still good, but the, the Jukes made a huge difference you know they, they were a force multiplier and when you can only fit one of them in there it that the damage output uh, is gonna i think is gonna fall fairly significantly um so we'll see but i really don't think i i, I think it's probably a good enough increase on these right now um the mdars went up a point the sigmas went up two points um uh, echo went up a point for god knows what reason it's not like anybody plays them um, and uh, Whisper went up three points. So I, I don't know. I feel like I, I think they may have overestimated Whisper a little bit. Um, they already nerfed him by taking away the crew slot so he couldn't run Vader anymore and increasing the, his points by two last time. I mean, maybe if you wanted to add another point to him, fine. Three just seems like it might have been a, a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, I mean... You know, the Triple Aces was a decent list and it was showing up a little bit, but I, I don't think it was showing up anywhere near enough to uh, to kind of warrant a three point up, uh, you know, the, the biggest point increase in the in the faction. Uh, but um, all right. What else? We had uh, Sutterfell went up a point, which, you know, eh, it's fine. Um, I don't I hope they don't put him up any more than that. I don't I think Sutter's in a really good spot where he is points wise for what his role is now he's not 
he's not the the 1.0 center. Um, so, you know, I think that's fine. Vader went back up a little bit, you know, plus two points on him. So he's back up to 67 from 65. So he's still down three from his original price, but um, I think that's fine as well. Um, you know, it, that's mostly just affecting point bids. You know, if you're going to play, you can still play Vader and Sunter and Whisper to, uh, together and that kind of stuff. You may not be able to get quite as many upgrades or you may not be able to get as much of a point bid, but you can still play those ships um, in more or less the same type of squads that 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 have existed so far. Um, <clears throat> do you think that... Um... Do you think they acknowledged the, you know, I mean, like you've you've been flying Vader fell plus one. Yeah. Do you think they acknowledged that that was like a power squad? Because I feel like that was pretty under radar. Um, I and, think because it can it can bring such a heavy bid. Yeah, I don't think they were. I I don't know that this was really because of that squad in particular, so much as it was just the fact that Vader and Sunter were used in a lot of different lists and um it's they were just the most commonly used ships in the faction really so you know i think that's really kind of what it boiled down to whisper you know also kind of that's why i think why i found whisper a little bit more surprising because i don't really think whisper was used nearly as much as vader and sunter so so why he went up three points you know more than the other two i that one i i like i said i just didn't didn't quite understand that I think Sutir, the one thing is, is that you don't really want to bump up Sutir any more than he already is. I think that he's the perfect, you know, kind of setup for a glass cannon. You know, yeah. he can be great when you're flying against uh, a low number of ships. But as soon as you face a swarm, six ships. Yeah. And even if they're rolling two dice, you know what I mean? He can get pecked and oh, yeah. get killed easy. Yeah. Um, so I think it's one of those things where you don't really want to raise him too much. Yeah. No, um, I don't think he needs to go up any more than this. Oh, yeah. A one point uh, increase is sort of like a, like a warning uh, for Sutir yeah. Fell players. Like, hey. Yeah. We get it. You're, you're losing a bid point, basically. Yeah, stage, ba- basically, you know? yeah. And then the Vader player as well. It's just you're yeah. losing a, a bid point, a two yeah. bid points. So, um, so, yeah. So, also, you know, the, the what is, uh, Major Vendor went up two points. Um, obviously, you know, Hatchet Man kind of made its uh, made its mark a little bit. Um, the TIE Advanced, the TIE Advanced V1 uh, dropped. So, every, all of the TIE Advanced V1s dropped. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor dropping the most with four points, Seven Sister three. Uh, the Generic Inquisitors minus three, and the Baron of the Empire a point down a point. So that that's interesting for that chassis. Um, you know, it's uh, the cha- that chassis just has not been seeing play at all. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see this um, see if this point decrease affects it. I think yeah, I think it's it's definitely point dependent because the chassis is still really good. Yeah, um, it's got a great dial. It's got um, you know. You don't you don't get the same action economy as you did in the first uh, edition. Um, you know, with uh, Inquisitor Grand Inquisitor, uh, he had basically three actions and one, which is one of yeah. the reasons. And auto thrusters, so he was a very good little pocket ace. Uh, but you know, maybe not running Grand Inquisitor, maybe running just the Inquisitor uh, base pilot. Um, at 35 points, you get one force, you got a good dial, you got a 
good action bar. Um, it could be a, a neat little blocker slash, you know, extra damage, just a filler ship. Yeah. yeah, 35 points. That's a filler ship. That's a that's enough points for just to go. I think I can throw that onto a list and make it better. I think a 35-point Inquisitor can make a list better. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a, that's a huge deal, dropping those points. Yeah. So I think the other two kind of big news is in the uh, uh, big pieces of news here in the for the Imperials is the Defenders. All the Defenders went down. Um, Vessery and Riyadh, two points. Uh, the rest of them down one point. Um, so I think it's good that you still can't run three of them in a list which is good i think they need to do i don't i think that's the threshold for defenders never allow them there to be three in a list um so you, you probably never will see those deltas go below 67 um just to kind of prevent that from happening but um but yeah so this this could be interesting it's it's creating some better filler options um uh for the for the imperials you know even the delta's at 69 now maybe you you see those sneak into some lists um and then just a little bit of uh, more efficiency on rexler and riad investory um could could get them on the table more as well yeah um, i still think uh rex is the best bang for your buck oh yeah as far as the just because of the initiative i mean he's the cheapest unique and he's and he's the highest initiative so right yeah um Overall, I, I'm just I'm very very nervous when I see. Is this the second time they've dropped uh, points on all of them? Uh, it is the second time, yes. Yeah, so I just I, I get very nervous, and then my main reason is just because I, I don't know if I've alluded to this before. I, I get into these kind of arguments with uh, my local group, which is there is design flaws with the defender and there's design flaws in x-wing in general of some cards where you go there's a point cost where it it's unbalanced yeah and and it could take one or two points where it becomes unbalanced it becomes a ship that is way too powerful and then there's also one or two point costs the other way where mm -hmm. it becomes unviable well, I think, um, so I think the defender sits in that cusp because of the fact that it's just the one of the best chassis yeah. because of the pilot ability, the uh, uh, the pilot abilities of Vessery, Riad, and Brav. I mean, Rex Brav is pretty good, and yeah. then also the ship ability and the dial uh, and the, the the stat line, like all those things added up, make it so that it just one day those two points are going to matter a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm always skeptical when they start reducing the points on these. Well, and I think it may have had something to do with that may have, um, may have had something to do with why the, why Vader, Sunter and Whisper were all lifted in points too. You know what I mean? Like their point increases basically offset the decreases that happen on the defenders. So like putting a defender with those guys in some form or fashion, you know, I think, they were kind of trying to prevent that from becoming more of a thing. So, um, but I did, I do think they haven't been on the table, you know, I mean, hardly I mean, a little bit, but not, they really haven't hit the table much. And I think the defenders are a cool ship that uh, people want to play. So they probably needed to come down a little bit more. Uh, like I said, I think the, the threshold is probably that's that 67 points on the Delta. Um, 
and kind of keep everything else in line with that so that you don't drop to this to this point where you can suddenly get three of them on the table at once if they if they just if they hadn't given that extra shield yeah. <laughs> that was so that weird. fucking yeah. extra shield what is this like you saw like uh, i'm not sure you remember at the time where they're doing a stream and they're showing all the cards and all yeah that. i'm like oh my god reducing shield values on everything and even if they even it out with raising a hole i'm like this is perfect damage cards are gonna uh, are gonna make like critical hits or are gonna make such more of a bigger impact yeah this is awesome this is awesome and then a fucking defender gets an extra shield. <laughs> it was that was kind of I remember seeing that. I was like, wow, that doesn't really fit with that the doesn't theme here. fit with the whole entire theme <laughs> that they were yeah. known for. So it was like that shit better be fucking expensive shit, and it yeah, was, and it was, and it's just kind of sliding down, you know, because yeah. nobody. I think nobody's playing it because they're waiting until it's broken. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, uh, anyways, the other uh, the other big note here for the um, Imperials is. Um, the decimator uh all all three decimator ships went came down four points uh so the patrol leader now is down 12 points from 80 to 68 now over this uh since release uh <laughs> so that's <coughs> that's a huge decrease um and these these uh i you know i think they're snuck into the playable category now with these points and on top of that they also decreased the point cost on a number of the imperial crew and they also added a number of the imperial crew <laughs> to hyperspace um so uh, they added it they added a crew they lowered the cost like this is like yeah the, so the, the perfect storm <laughs> outside of the sh- outside of the factions that were receiving like actual new like wave like a wave four release i think these this is the only like real new content being added to hyperspace which is these uh um crew cards for the decimator so so they're not just adding the decimator ship they're also adding a bunch of crew that can now also be on the decimator so let's be honest here darth vader is almost an auto include yeah oh yeah minister tua is a really good card yeah minister tua Uh, is not in hyperspace um they didn't add him but oh they didn't no they didn't so they the, here so they added they added triple zero um agent callus grand inquisitor seventh sister uh beat and uh for crew to hyperspace gunners they added both bt1 and fifth brother to hyperspace so that's a pretty significant amount of content for the rebels especially because they still have the reaper so that's more crew now that the reaper can look at right um that you know the the crew on the the crew on the reaper before was uh, you know it's fairly limited options so now there's there's a few more options here for the reaper uh you can now you know you can you can you can do some different things now so uh and then they a bunch of them got decreases you know um admiral sloan is down a point uh which i'm not added to hyperspace probably fortunately uh um (laughs) because sloan is uh Sloan can be can be pretty dirty in the right uh, the right squad. Um, Agent Callus is down a point. Santa Ree is down four points um, from ten to six. So Santa Ree is kind of a weird ability, but maybe somebody will find a way to make use of it at six points. So um, Director Krennic's down a point. Uh, Moff Gergerod is down two points. So um, there's just a lot. They're down all over the place. Oh, and the Scimitar. Um, 
This I just noticed this actually. The Scimitar Squadron pilot is down a point on the Tie Bomber, so the the base Tie Bomber is down down a little bit. So, oh. um, I think the I think the like I said I think the the Empire made out. Um, they got a couple. The nerfs were light, and uh, the the improvements were um, you know were high. So there there was a lot of a uh, lot of stuff here added for the Imperials. Um, that I think is going to really expand them, especially the decimator. I think, I think the decimator might finally have snuck into the point range it needs to be in um, to to start being a viable ship. So I I still think that not having a boost uh, really hurts them. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it hurts uh, all the all the big ships really. Yeah, but the but, reinforced. Uh, yeah, the reinforces kind of helps. Oh yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Takes see if forever the pops to up. take that fucker down. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you're trying, I remember to it taking forever without a reinforce in 1.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's bad enough without it, and then you know just with the, the amount of health it's got. So, so yeah. So that's uh, kind of Empire in a nutshell. We want to head over to Scum. So Scum, kind of the big highlights here are Drea. All, uh, Drea yeah, <laughs> Drea's uh, Drea went up what seven points? Seven points. Yeah. So. And then the locks went up two. Yeah. And then dorsal and veteran turret gunner also went up. So that list is completely gone. Sorry, Chris, joke out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, that list is like at least uh, two hundred and twenty points now. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was probably necessary. That was a list that it hadn't gotten like out of hand as far as the amount of people running it, but you, I could see it getting that way if it uh if it had stuck around much longer <laughs> high efficiency a high efficiency list you know what i mean that, yeah. and that's really what it's about um you know the, those things are are gonna creep through and you just kind of have to squash them because yeah high efficiency lists will always be good yeah so uh the other kind of big news here in scum is um the fire sprays all went down to some degree um so like the bounty hunter and Crassus and Cath Scarlet and Amon Azamine went down two points. Boba Fett and uh, Kashka Frost went down one point. Um, I kind of like the two points on the other guys. Um, Boba only getting a one point decrease. I mean, I know Boba's super good and you got to be careful with him. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I maybe would have just gone two across the board on these guys. But uh, just because I think Scum does need a little bit of help at the moment but what do you think i'm not uh i'm not enlightened by these scum changes yeah um i think that they're all just very very like careful adjustments uh hold on actually i'm taking a look at it besides drea every single other ship was adjusted by one or two points yeah yeah they weren't those are those are safe adjustments those are like oh yeah I think these are overcosted. These are tweaks, and they literally went well by how much? Eh, one yeah. or two points. Now the big, th the big thing, however, though, is they they did add a gunner slot to the jump master. So <laughs> the jump master Dengar Still and Tell, yeah, the Dengar Tell and the contracted scout all went down two points. Manaru stayed the same, and they added a gunner slot to the ship. So Still unplayable. <laughs> that, that, that dial is garbage. I, I think. I think Dengar has a chance. I think Dengar uh, has a chance, but he's the only one. Because of the initiative. Yeah, just it's the initiative, and it's a good ability. I mean, it's it's still a good being able to shoot twice is always good. Always good. Yeah. 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 So I have fifty six points out of it. 
I would I would wager, yeah. I mean, at 56 points, yeah. eventually there's going to be something that's going to make it worth it for, yeah. for him to be rolled into it. Yeah. Yeah, the Ky- uh the Kyrax, um, pretty much all those went down except for Talonbane. Um, you know, mostly by one point, except for the Cartel Marauder, which down went down two points. And uh they also lost one of their three mod slots and gained uh a second illicit slot. So they kind of spread out, made that a little bit more even. Um I think it was pretty hard trying to find three mods to actually put on one of these things. The <laughs> so two mod slots is plenty. You know, they got another illicit slot now, so they can maybe make use of that. Um, the Lancer class, uh, they all went down by two points except Ketsu. Ketsu stayed the same. So Asagi She's being, actually being used. Yeah, she's actually getting used. Now, Ketsu still did get technically a decrease because they dropped the price of the Shadowcaster title by three. That's so really they cut good. it in half. So I think that could bring in, I mean, you're basically looking at a points decrease of five for Asajj. Yeah. The only issue, which we'll get to, I'm sure, eventually, but is the hate increase yeah, uh, or the way they did the point structure uh, makes it so that hate is not very good on Asajj, um, which is really, really shitty. Because I think that that would be really good and balanced on Asajj yeah. if they didn't make it... Um, if they didn't make it... Uh, what, what do they make it? Size-based... Size they should have made it agility based. Yeah. Because yeah. the more agility you have, the more likely that you are of, of blocking damage. Yeah. I think it has and it has nothing to do with chassis size. What if they ever what if they make a large chassis with three evade dice? What is it what if the chassis just ends up having like six hole and three shield? Yeah. Like you're telling me that well, because yeah. of that... I like, mean, we used to have a large expensive. chassis with three evade dice, so the aggressor, you know, it's a medium now, but... <laughs> right, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense to do it size-based uh, because it really hampers Asajj's ability to be able to get into the meta because with that minus two, minus three, and then you have to now account for the point increase on hate, mm-hmm. it's just still not viable. Um and even though they're they're rolling two of eight dice, I think you know what I mean. It would have been really good to add hate, yeah, onto that chassis um, if it was done a little different. But unfortunately, just not really good for that. So yeah, and so they also um, brought down the Key Megillas a little bit. Uh, Tony Calder and Dalen Oberos both got minus two, and the generic cartel executioner down a point. Um, what else? Uh, hey, Gurry went up a point, which I'm not quite sure why, but Gurry's good. Gurry is good, but I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's like I don't. Sometimes I don't really understand quite understand a point increase on something that wasn't really hitting the table a lot. Like it, it was there. It's, I mean, Gurry was the round, but not. You know, she wasn't. You know, did somebody make a cut with like Gurry and Fen, and that's it? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, uh, I think Phil GC over in um, over in uh, England, and I think actually yeah, yeah. there was a guy in Orlando. Um, I think Jacob Browning. Yeah, 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 yeah. He took that. Uh, I mean, he was what four and one uh, going into the last round. Yeah, something like that. And I think he made the he made the cut with it. So it's yeah, it's a good list. Certainly a good list, and and Gurry's certainly awesome. I don't know a one point increase. Is that really like? I, it's kind of like a why, I guess. But um, 
so the YV66, um, all they all four got a two point decrease. Um, maybe you see those on the table. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, from release. If you look at it from release, they've gone down six points. Um, or at least Bosk has. Bosk has gone down six. Uh, Moralo has gone down four since release. So it'll be interesting to see if those if uh, if those start poking uh, poking their heads in. Um, the uh, the wrecked droid R five TK uh, went from one point to zero points now, so you can officially shoot yourself for free, I guess. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh ig88d is down a point um and also the ig88s in general um b c and d the pilots are down a point uh a stayed the same and then uh yeah the ig88d crew is down a point um mall crew is up a point so that one's kind of been waffling it started at 13 down to 11 now back up to 12 so you know maybe that'll be the happy point and they won't have to change it again <laughs> For no um, reason, because nobody uses. Mark. Yeah, I don't really quite understand that one either. Um, and then the Shadowcaster down three, so, so that's that's the scum. The scum. You want to take a break? Uh, we got we covered the main three. Yeah, so we covered the we big covered three some. here. Um, we will go ahead and hit the uh, hit up the Florida news desk, and we will be back with uh, the other uh, the other factions and the generic upgrades. This week in Florida, a driver in Lehigh Acres, Florida, has been charged with a hit and run in addition to two DUIs after channeling Luke and Bo Duke, jumping and clearing his car over a canal. The car he was driving, however, is a bit less cool than the General Lee. It was a Nissan Versa. According to NBC2, 35-year-old Robert Foley performed the stunt on 21st Street Southwest last Wednesday night, causing significant damage to the area and hitting a parked truck before fleeing on foot. The canal reportedly measures almost 20 feet. He thought he was in the Dukes of Hazard. You ever seen a truck hit another truck on I-75? Kaboom, a witness named Gerald who lives in the area told NBC2. He was driving full speed, came across the canal. He landed right here on the bank, as you can see. He hits this, hit the truck right there. He got out and started running. The Versa was abandoned, crumpled in the middle of the street. Police also say that Foley broke his back from the jump. Mr. Foley reportedly had his license revoked back in 2017. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing, and we're going to continue talking about this uh, big points update. And uh, we got uh, four factions left here and some generic upgrades, and uh, we're going to you know, try not to linger too long, so we'll, we'll bust through them here. But uh, we're going to start off on the second half here with the first order. So the first order got, uh, man, it's like everything went down except for the Upsilon shuttle. But... <laughs> Yeah. Uh the pretty much all the all the TIFOs except for null, um all the TIE SFs except for quick draw, and most of the TIE silencers except for Kylo and the first order test pilot. Um the Epsilons went up a few points and uh General Hux came down four points, uh which I think is probably about right. His ten points was pretty hefty for a guy with his, I mean, I think there was too many downsides on his card to be 10 points, but, right. <laughs> um, so anyways, the, uh, I think probably the two biggest ones in here are the tie FOs and the tie silencers. Um, they, the tie FOs, especially, I, th I think the tie FOs have now, uh, most of them came down. Let's see the Upsilon squad squadron cadet, the Zeta squadron pilot, the Omega Squadron Ace, Lieutenant Revis, uh, 
thirty-four sixty-five, and Commander Malaris all came down two points. Uh, Midnight Scorch, Static, Longshot, and Muse all came down the ones uh, with one the point. Good abilities. The ones with the good <laughs> abilities, but they still came down. So, yeah. um, at twenty-six points now, you've, you've got these Upsilon Squadron Cadets. Um, they're nearing, you know, regular Tie Fighter point levels. They're only three points away from a from a regular Tie Fighter. So you can now put uh, seven of these guys. Remember, in, uh, you can you can do a, a Tie Fighter with a shield upgrade, and it's more points. Yes. Than an Epsilon Squadron Cadet. Oh yeah, a lot more points. Uh, was a Tie Fighter with a shield upgrade is what like thirty uh, two or no uh, 31, thirty one thirty one it's eight yeah, points it's eight points for yeah the shield upgrade yeah. so so yeah this is considerably cheaper and you get a uh, so you basically get a Tie Fighter with a shield upgrade a target lock action and a better dial so <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah without those other improvements <laughs> yeah yeah. So it's uh, it's it's a pretty good deal now, and um, you know before you could fit seven of them together, but it was just you, all you could do is seven of the Upsilon Squadron cadets. Uh, I think you could squeeze maybe two of the Zeta squads in there if you wanted, but you, you basically were just doing seven of the of the the generics, and that was it. You didn't really have any points for upgrades or anything like that. Now down at twenty six points, you get I think like eighteen points or something like that of space um, to either. Uh, put some upgrades on them. So I think, what do we say? Like four, you could get like four advanced optics on there. Right. Um, or you could uh, upgrade a few of them to, you know, Scorch and Muse or Null or whoever, you know, whoever it is uh, you want to try whoever to stick tickles in your fancy. Yeah. So you, you, <laughs> you get two, you could get two or three of them up a little bit to, to a better pilot. So um, you may see, you may be able to see, you may see, I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some first order, um, uh, FO you know, swarms. Yeah, swarms, FO swarms. And this whole thing, I, I think they made it kind of very clear with the points update is that they kind of want to shift the <coughs> FO to a larger ship count kind of uh, uh, faction identity uh, because the Upsilon's going up in points kind of shows that they weren't really happy with the uh, Upsilon Kylo plus one kind of build, which is basically the only thing that you saw from, from the FO. Yeah. Uh, which is either a quick draw of the plus one or another Upsilon or that's it. I mean, that's literally yeah. the only things you saw. So with these drops and uh, Typho fighters and some of them have really good abilities like I don't yeah. like they're kind of flying under the radar. Um, maybe the points update might kind of uh, put them in the the forefront here a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, you know, Scorch has the ability of uh, while you perform a primary attack, if you're not stressed, you may gain one stress token to roll one additional attack die, and that's a, that's a similar one mm -hmm. to uh, the um, 1.0 pilot. Uh, Muse gets to uh, remove a stress token. Um, at the start of the engagement phase at range zero to one, that's really good. Yep. Um, Null's ability is known. Long shot at, at range three, you roll three dice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, static is the one where you can combo the lock and the focus to turn all your results to crit results. Uh, so I mean, like, there's there's some good abilities there that you can yeah. kind of find something to work with. Uh, so a, a seven. Typho Swarm is not out of the realm of 
you know, you know, being viable. Like yeah. it's it's definitely something that can work. Yeah, uh, it's twenty eight health behind three green dice on each yeah. roll. So yeah, I and mean, I kind of think with the with the FOs because you don't have a Iden Versio, you kind of have to go with the seven tie variant um, to make up for that loss of like the hey, you're not going to kill the ship right now. Um, so it's it's that extra body that's in there plus i'll just the extra i mean so it's seven extra health you know on uh on seven of these so it's it's i think it's gonna be pretty good i think it's got it got a good shot and you, now that you can get uh you know a few of these abilities mixed in with with seven of them i you know it's it's gonna be pretty good i think so well so so hold on uh the 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 popular test swarm it's a six test swarm right yeah okay so i mean so that's a, that's a 10 point increase in health yes yeah i mean yeah we, yeah exactly i mean i was comparing it if you're you know, seven on seven with tie fighters but the oh, right if you did yeah, like a, yeah. a, a more academies more more but instead of the yeah ones, yeah but it's but it's a 10 health point increase on the the standard inferno swarm and you're and like i said i think you just kind of have to have that having that extra body makes up for not having iden versio so right. uh, you know that's kind of the idea with iden versio is that you're spending 40 points on her because she's essentially a second you know two tie fighters as far as health is concerned so um anyways i i think the tie the fl swarm i think may now be a distinct possibility um with this with this points decrease and there's some mix and match options there, yeah. um, obviously, with the TIE silencers, with the TIE SF. I mean, the TIE SF, you can take a look at some of the uh, options there with loadouts, uh, mm-hmm. with gunner slots, and also the missile <clears throat> slots. But yeah. overall, I, I think just in general, um, the TIE FOs are the biggest yeah. winners here. Well, if you want to stick a Zeta Squadron Survivor from the SF fighter, you know, the, the baseline generic is only 32 points now. So that's the same cost as long shot. It's less than static or scorch, you know. So if you wanted to just stick one of those in there to have even more health, you know, you get, two, you know, an extra two shields, basically. Um, honestly, and you know. And you get a rear arc. And you get a rear arc. So that's another thing you could even think about. You can you could stick one of those in there and to kind of, you know, make, this, make the swarm a little bit different. But... Um, I think you're going to see with these with these de- with these prices. I think you're going to see some more options for the first order as far as doing kind of like you know ace plus mini swarm. Um, I think that's an option, more of an option now. Um, I think uh, the silencers um, are you know them coming down a little bit more. Um, they came down last time because uh, they weren't really getting played outside of Kylo. And uh, and even he came down. He he stayed the same this time, so he's still seventy six. But um, all the rest of them, you know, except for that first order test pilot, came down. Uh, Blackout recoil Avenger and the Sainar Jameis engineer. Um, you know, recoil now. You know, re, uh, recoil with uh, Predator and a and a uh, proton rocket. Um, you know, it's like what sixty seven points or something like that. So uh, yeah, sixty seven points for recoil. With Predator and a Proton Rocket, and I think that's a pretty fun ship <laughs> that, uh, you know, you get them, you know, it's great in range one. You just get to use that pro- Proton Rocket without having to get a bullseye, and 
you get it's the, a great chassis to carry it because you can yeah. do a focus and then boost. Yep. Yeah, so you can focus boost right into a proton rocket shot with a pre- with a predator reroll without having to get a bullseye. So, I think that's uh, that that's a pretty cool combo for for a decent price right there now. And um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of good uh, some some better much better options I think for the first order uh, as far as being able to pair up these 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 different ties together and and make some some interesting squads the upsilons mostly went up except for dormants who had already been nerfed into oblivion for the most part so um you know they were get they, they were efficient you know i think the um obviously just the sheer amount of health and the four attack dice on these guys um was was made them and tabson of course was super efficient with action economy so you know they they probably deserve to go up a little bit because you were seeing like the, the what was it the two two upsilons and kylo mm-hmm. was was the pretty was kind of the that standard the, first the order end. squad yeah that was the end of the 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 meta here at season one was uh two two upsilons with uh with kylo that was the most common list yeah um and it, it like you mentioned efficiency um and versatility uh, yeah. so you have the coordinate action you have a a, a reinforce action um, so it allows you to go one way or the other if you're not getting shot. If you're getting shot, you reinforce. If you're not getting shot, you coordinate. Yeah. You make other ships stronger or you make yourself harder to kill. Yeah. Um, so it, it, the, and the, <laughs> not to mention it's a four dice primary. So yeah. therefore, if you somehow manage to luck out Natty, uh, you know what I mean? That could be devastating. Yeah. Absolutely devastating oh, yeah. to a player on the other side of the board going, you just literally rolled four hits. Yep. Now what? You know what I mean? Like you there's nothing you can do. It's always dangerous uh to be lined up in front of an upsilon. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it was one of the I mean, I do think it was one of the lists that actually kind of gave Rebel Beef a little bit of a run for its money. Um just the, having two upsilons that like they weren't gonna burn one down in a turn, especially not with a reinforced token on it. And if it got lucky with some decent rolls, um, it it could. I mean, you could conceivably take out a B wing in a turn with the two the two upsilon shots, and with a Kylo shot, also you got a pretty good shot actually at taking an upsilon uh, a B wing out in a turn. So it was. Uh, I think it was kind of a scary, a little bit of a scary list for the for the Rebel Beef. Um, one of the few really <laughs> um, that, that I think Rebel Beef needed to kind of worry about a little bit. So, um, all right. So that's kind of it for first order. Um, let's move over to resistance. So resistance, it's our, it's our first faction, uh, we're talking about that had some, that's, that's got way four product in it. So, um, lots of things here. Uh, probably the biggest, uh, biggest decrease really. And, uh, is, and I think everybody kind of expected this was the, the scavenged YT 1300, um, got some pretty big decreases. Ray came down seven points. Uh, Han came down five and Chewbacca came down four and the sympathizer came down one. So, you know, get Ray goes from 80 to 73. Um, she's got force tokens. Uh, she's got a pretty decent ability. Maybe she becomes viable now. Um, 73 points is pretty good. Um, yeah. it's not quite where I'd like her to be. Yeah. And I think that's the main. So the main thing is the action bar uh the red yeah the action bar is rough on that thing arc uh is pretty rough um and i know they have the ability to be able to uh sloop basically but 
or, or what is it? Is it a sloop and still do actions? I'm going to have to look that up. Which one? Are you, what are you talking about? The, uh, uh, the title? title? Oh, yes. yeah. So if you have two or fewer so stress tokens, you yeah. can execute Red Segner's loops, um, Red Segner's loop maneuvers, and perform boost and uh, rotate actions even while stressed. So I would have liked to have seen that go down a little bit as well uh, because it seems to be sort of an... I wouldn't call it an auto include, but something that would just be really, really beneficial to Ray specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to boost after Segnors would be amazing. I mean, I could, I could imagine some situations where you Segnor boosts into a range one shot. Yeah. Um. So that's a huge deal. So, yeah. I'm kind of interested um, to see with um. So Leia Organa, you know, let's talk about this real quick because Leia is, you know, they announced her point cost at nineteen. Um, which is, I think, one of the, the maybe the most expensive crew in the game. Um, you know, I, I, and you can fit her on Ray. So Ray's got the crew slots for her. Um, you know, obviously it's expensive. You're still you're talking ninety two points just for Ray and, and Leia together, but she works nicely with with Ray. Um, you know, Ray's ability is is one that wants more force. Um, and, it, and Leia gives her a third one. And then also Le Le Leia's ability is just a great thing to have on the table with Rey. Um, being able to kind of drop those um, Segner loops down without the title, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think that's a possibility. We'll, we'll see where the points bear out. I mean, like I said, 92 points is still pretty expensive. And, you know, is this ship worth 92 points um, with the reduced overall health compared to like the uh you know the the modified uh rebel version well you so. have to think about also is what can you fit with it yeah uh, and that's the main thing that to make a ship viable you need to have something else on the list that's yeah. also viable yeah for sure and one of the best budget ships in the game i think in general but for um, uh for resistance lulo yeah <laughs> went up five points yeah lulu went up five uh, which, big increase but rough. probably well deserved big increase <laughs> yeah it I mean, is, is super, and it, you know we talked efficient. about it's super efficient but we talked about this and and i think that one of the things was that lulu itself was very very good but resistance had so many drawbacks yeah. that Lulo never really had a, a chance to shine. I mean, like, we talked about this. Uh, Lulo made the cut, or I think it was, like, the statistics of, like, it doing well was high. Yeah. But, like, capitalizing on that was very, very low. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of showed that, uh, that the resistance was just bad as a faction in general. Um, and then it was just being carried by one ship in general yes yeah. it was just lulo lulo so, was in every single list it was in the five oh, yeah. wings it was in the two x two a's it was in the <laughs> uh one x like poe and three a's it was yeah. in the, every single list like lulo was lulo just too cheap not to just, include yeah. <laughs> yeah you had to have lulo so yeah uh that's uh, it's pretty brutal i i think they resistance takes a huge hit from that yeah um, so, uh, I'm not really sure where they go from here. I, you can't really just start throwing in Ray in the list and then 
hoping for the best. Um, yeah, yeah. At the Philopolis with another 100 points. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I think uh, you know I think Ray and and Leia go together very nicely. Um, the question is just you know is it too expensive? I think it probably is, but maybe you know maybe not. It it, it depends on you know we'll see what people figure out. But um, but yeah. So the A wings in general, um, you know, Lulo obviously went up five. Uh, Greer and Zari didn't didn't get an increase, but Tally. The green squadron expert and the blue squadron recruit both got a one point increase as well, which, uh, you know, not significant. I think it just, you know, a little bit. Every It's significant for every single person to bought five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the five A-wing list is kind of is, is, is definitely not is feeling the hurt, you know, mostly because of Lulo. But the other these other little one point increases don't help either. Um, you're going to, you know, you're not going to be able to do like the. Lulo, Greer, Tally, Zari, and a Blue Squadron, or whatever it was with Advanced Optics and Heroic, you know, whatever that that kind of version of it was. Um, so the uh, the MG100 Star Fortress, um, they all went down two points. So uh, we may, you know, that could help those. That could help them out. There, um, I, I think that uh, that's really just a reduction on trajectory simulator. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, trajectory simulator still ten, but they dropped the the, the whole ship down. It's so. basically it's an eight point trajectory simulator now. For, yeah, on the fortress. <laughs> pretty much. That's that's what they would have to be used for. Yeah. Um, to be viable, uh, and I, for offense, they can be. You know, with a front arc and a turret. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like with veteran turret gunner going up, and we'll talk about that later. Um. I think in general they need to be bombing um, chassis. Yeah, and it's just not really viable right now with tra- trajectory simulator being so high. Yeah. Um, so we won't see that anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah. So the uh, the T seventies, um, all the major ones uh, stayed the same, which I think is fine. I think they're in a good, pretty good place. Um, some of the some of the lower end ones got a one point decrease. So Care Coon, uh, Jessica Pava, Joff Sea Striker, J. Chris Tubbs, the Black Squadron Ace, the Red Squadron Expert, and the Blue Squadron Rookie all got a one point decrease. Bashton stayed the same. So he was one one of the few low end ones that was seeing um, seeing a little bit of use. So he stayed the same. Um, I think you know one point decrease on some of that stuff's fine. Maybe you see Jess Pava show up a little bit more. Um, I think she's still she's still like a a legitimate ship <laughs> that's gonna have some use. Um, all right, so the new ships uh, we got the resistance transport. Um, Covenel ended up at thirty eight. Pamich ended up at thirty six. Noden uh, Chavdri ended up at thirty six, and the logistics division pilot ended up at thirty two. Um, so what do we think of these prices overall for the resistance transport? I think they're lower than I expected them to be. Yeah, they're a little bit lower than I expected for sure. I think, um, you know, they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, they're, I think they're going to make a pretty big impact. Um, with Huge. Crew and everything else that you, you can run on these. Um, I think they're going to make a pretty big impact for the resistance. I think they made a I, so one of the uh, things that I've heard a lot of people complain about was uh, tact officer, the, the increase in cost. I think it was a little preemptive based on this ship uh, because mm-hmm. a six point 
tact officer on this makes it a little bit balanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, At where it is, you know, for a coordinate ship, these are cheap. Oh, yeah. Very, very cheap coordinate ships. Mm -hmm. Um, So making it uh, a white, um, uh, a white uh, coordinate would have made it kind of a little bit overboard. Yeah. Um, because the dial is, is pretty red. So you want to make sure that they can't do both. And I know they have the crews that kind of give them that flexibility. But again, that's just more points, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a neat little chassis. I, I think it'll make a splash, uh, mainly because every single faction can benefit from a coordinator. Um, especially a cheap one, uh, yeah. an affordable one. So, yeah, throwing a 32-point ship on a list with a coordinate it can make a huge difference when you have something like Poe or, yeah. you know, uh, Ray or something, you know, high-costed, you know, high-initiative ship that, that can do a lot of good yeah. things. I think the abilities on these transports are mostly negligible i think you're really just you know you're paying and you can see kind of in the costs they're 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 pretty close together you're basically just paying for initiative um as far as uh you know the premium you're kind of paying on the on the unique ones so as long as you're fine with the logistics division and the uh lower pilot skill um you know that's at a one then uh you'll probably see that one the most i think um just because i don't i don't None of the abilities on these really screamed out to me. <laughs> Covenel is the only one. And, yeah. Uh, after you defend or perform a primary attack, if you revealed, if you did a red, red maneuver that turn, yeah, you get to roll, roll additional, additional die. die. Yeah. I think that's good because there's so much red on that dial. So you're, there's a lot of red. Yeah. You're likely going to use one of those, but yeah. you're paying a premium for that. You're paying so, extra six points for that, and yeah. that's honestly probably better spent on uh, some sort Other of crew. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so anyways, I think the ships are just going to make a splash from the standpoint of, you know, they're going to be able to versatile, uh, versatility, just being able to carry a lot of uh, good support stuff for the resistance. What do you think? Uh, so, like, uh, where I was talking about, like, fashion identity, uh, faction identity, we talked about uh, First Order looking like, you know, Typho Swarms, and we talked about Scum, and it's just, you know, um seen some of those ships come back like the the, the lancer and the, the yb yeah like, what, what do you think about the resistance like what, what do you what's a typical <clears throat> resistance list might look like in this meta i mean i think it's going to have either a transport or a pod in it um to carry some sort of crew with like kind of whichever crew to taste it's whichever whichever one you like you know if, if you want leia then you probably have to go with the the regular transport um if if you if you're not trying to run Leia, then and, and you, there's only one crew that you're really trying to get in there, then no. And this is news, by the way, um, you know, because we haven't seen the actual slots uh, for each one of these. So yeah, the transport has two crew slots. The transport pod only has one. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. So the transport pods have a talent slot, a, a tech slot, crew slot, and a mod slot. The regular transports have. Um, they have tech slots, cannon slots, uh, proton or yeah, torpedo slots, double crew slot, astromech slot, and a mod slot. So they've got a lot of options as far as what they can run on these things. Um, I th- I think you'll see, 
you know, it really depends on how much you're trying to squeeze out of it. If you just got one crew that you're trying to to, to squeeze in, then you're going to go with a transport pod just just to carry that that one crew, um, just because it's cheaper. Um, if you want to have more more versatility, if you want to use two crews or Leia, um, then you're going to use the the transport. And the Astromex slot is very surprising. <clears throat> yeah, um, that is yeah a little bit. And one of the things, again, uh, we're kind of future uh, talking, but R2 Astromech is yes. now based off of agility. Yeah. Therefore, with this ship being a one agility ship, that could be very enticing. It actually is a reduction in points because yeah. R2 Astromech was four points base. Now yeah. it's three points for a one agility ship. I mean, you're basically, if let's say you get to use both charges in a life, which you very much can. You don't need it for offense. Uh, so yeah. weapons disabled tokens, no big deal. Yeah. Um, you do both of those. That makes it a ten health ship, mm -hmm. and you can still do all the funky stuff that you want to do with it. So. I, I think this could also be a good candidate for like uh, M9G8, um, just yeah. adding to the support functionality. Yep. Um, you throw him on there, and you can get a, and you can either get yourself re rolls, or you can use him defensively and and um, lock him onto a enemy ship and force them to re roll attack dice. So yeah, it's an um, expensive astromech, but it's a good one. It, it is, is, yeah, but it's it, ba it balanced. Uh, yeah, as, yeah, as far as the price goes. So depending on how tricked out you're looking to make this thing, it, it's it's a it's a possibility. Um, you know, I think it's it's probably a pretty decent spot because it's uh, cheaper than. You know, any because the only other way to get the M9G8 was to run at least a blue squadron rookie at 45 points. So now you could get them on something that starts at 32 instead, um, has more health, even a little bit, you know, one more health. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's an option. It's a, a way to get him on the field. And as I think, especially on a, on a ship that's already a support ship anyways, um, that's, you know, doesn't maybe need that ability um for that to use that slot for itself but to to help its uh, companions out so um and then there's just you know a ton of crew now to choose from so <laughs> you know whatever whatever crew floats your boat but um and then you know like i said the, the transport pods um start at 26 with rose tycho uh bb8 at 26, uh, Finn at 29, and V Marathi at 27. So I those, like uh, BB-8 as a blocker. Yeah. Um, so it says during the system phase, you can perform a red barrel roll or boost action. Okay. Um, so the one thing I was looking at was uh, informant, uh, whether or not it also triggered during the system phase, and it actually does. Therefore, you can choose the order. So you can use informant first. Yeah. Make them flip their dial face up, then choose to boost or barrel. Yes. Um, so that way you can make this into a nice 31 point super blocker uh, with yeah. full knowledge. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge deal, especially going up against aces. And I know they bumped them all up, but um, you know they're still gonna be relevant. Uh, any initiative fives are going to be irrelevant. Um, so, you know, being able to have that kind of uh, 
freedom of, of being able to just block yeah at will that's that's, that's a pretty big deal so. so one of the things that's kind of interesting we were talking about this the other uh couple episodes ago i think was um you know chewbacca with some of these transport pods so you can get chewbacca with all four unique transport pods for 176 so it leaves you with 24 points for upgrades probably all on chewbacca um but uh, or if you want to throw some helpful crew out on across these uh, transports, you can do that as well. So that's, you know, a possibility as a list to um, I, I, again uh, make use of Chewie's ability. An informant on BB-8, or yeah. actually, I guess you put it on another ship because if they kill BB-8, then they, you lose informant. Um, yeah. But there's some other good abilities there. Um, so yeah, V Moratti is actually really good. Um, which is yeah. the one where um has that condition uh where it brings you to three um yeah so do you uh, face up yeah so it's a, a super informant yeah so uh, do you even need you do you even do need you even need it yeah yeah you just put vimrati in there and you don't even need informant and then yeah. <laughs> you know then you can throw on you know whatever else you want to throw on here but there's there's a, there's a lot of options so yeah i, I don't know i kind of i mean I, this chewy squad might have something to it i don't know uh, it looks kind of fun, at least. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you'd have to buy four of these things. To be yeah, honest, right. But <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to do that, but yeah, but you, you know, have all the pilot cards. There's people that will do it. There's people that well, that will buy well, all the people, ships they need to be able to run every possible thing. So people bought five A wings, and yeah. now they'll never run them again. Exactly. Uh, but um, <laughs> you'll at least have all four of the the pilot cards because they're all uh, unique. Yeah. Which means that you just need to have three friends. Yep. So. And yeah, just so there three you friends that have the minis. Three friends, you each buy one, and you you or whatever you swap them around. <laughs> you just need the minis. Uh, well, yeah. actually, no. You probably the bases are they're probably double sided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. Be, it gets uh, complicated. With three <laughs> with three friends, you should be able to figure it out. Yeah, right. So, um, all right. So then, uh, onto the crew cards that were added in here. So. Uh, Emmelyn Haldo ended up at nine points, uh, GA 97 at eight, uh, Kadel Connix at five, Corsella at six, Larma Dacey at four, uh, Leia Organa at 19, and PZ4CO at six. So, um, obviously, just a lot of options for, for the crew now in the resistance. Uh, uh, just a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, seven new crew cards. Um, they're they're mostly. Yeah. three or four they already had so and they're mostly going to go on these transports so yeah um I, it'll be interesting to see with the falcon i i, I am i am interested to see with the falcon just because I, I think it may have come down enough and there's a, there's enough of these crew crew options that maybe you see something there but uh that that's kind of one of those things that's going to require a little more group think than um than i'm i'm capable of it's not not quite my style of list so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, just a lot of, uh, a lot of options here in the crew front for the resistance. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Anything else we want to talk about resistance wise? No, no, Nothing. that's good. All right. On to, uh, let's do the separatists and I'm saving the galactic Republic for last because Carlos wants to geek is going to geek out on it. So <sighs> we'll get there, but, <laughs> um, 
All right. So the res- uh, uh, the separatists here, they had a lot. I mean, pretty much a, a lot of just decreases. They they got a lot of help in a lot of different places. Uh, the one kind of big notable exception is the Sith infiltrator with Maul and Count Dooku both going up two points. Um, and then, as we mentioned earlier, hate has moved to a variable scale based on ship size. And it is now nine points, I believe, for a large base ship. So that's, you know, that double Sith infiltrator list with Maul and Dooku is, is much more limited upgrade, upgrade wise now or or at least bid wise um, than it used to be. So that's uh, that's kind of a big impact on that. Uh, outside of that, it was a lot of just down, going down. Um, General Grievous on the Belba Lab went down three points, um, which I think is pretty good. He's he's an interesting ship, and I, I with a pretty cool ability. I think it'll be. I think that might get him on the table. So um, we'll see what happens with him. Watt Tango I, went down a point. What's that? No, I I think even without the points decrease, he was still viable. Yeah, I, 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 the way the 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 faction basically plays out with a lot of swarming kind of uh, lists with vultures. Yeah. Um, you know, gives him the benefit of being able to trigger his ability without having to worry about him being uh, targeted if you yeah. just set him up in a flanking position. Yeah. Because the, the chassis still has boost and barrel roll. Yep. And there's just no way 90% of the time that a list is going to face her back towards a, a vulture swarm. Yeah. Um, so I think that this just adds to the, I think the, um, the list uh, archetype that they want you to play instead of double infiltrators, which was the best thing that came out of this faction initially. Yeah. They want you to play a mini swarm of drones with Along, a yeah. Belbelab. Yeah, that was kind of what seemed like was the primary thrust of the uh, of the faction. Um, and it just kind of didn't pan out. So, <laughs> you know, these points changes will, I think, help with that. Solus 1 went down for, um, four points from 10 to 6. So that's another thing, too. That's, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's a huge um, help for Grievous and, uh, so, so and the other uh, Belbelabs. So, again, kind of equating it here, it's... Um, a Belbelab is a two agility ship. Mm-hmm. So if you were to add a whole upgrade to it, it's five points. This is two whole upgrades. Yeah. Yeah, for six points. Yeah. <laughs> two. And while you defend, if the attacker is outside your firing or you may reroll one defense die. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a 10 point, maybe 11 or 12 point ability. Yeah. Oh yeah, for six points. Yeah, that's that's huge. So I think it's um, what is it? Grievous now comes in, comes in at fifty points with the Solus One title. Yeah, that's uh, a which bargain. is pretty legit. Yeah, it's a bargain. It's a yeah. bargain when you know that you can also fit uh, so many drones. <laughs> so many drones. <laughs> so many. I mean, you know, just if just the base ones alone. Oh God. Yeah. I can't math. One, uh, two, you can't f- quite fit seven. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah, you seven. can. You can fit seven. <laughs> you can fit seven drones and Grievous with Solus one and with seventeen points left over to, you know, adjust. So, 
Because they, be, they dropped the, the Vulture drones down to uh, 19 One points, point. the Trade Federation. Which, drones. oh, this is perfect. What you do is you load them all up with the grappling struts. Yeah. Which basically at this stage, if you were to go from one uh, season to another, basically means that they get it for free. Um, if you were yeah, to count it in that grappling sense, it's worth it. Yeah, because the grappling struts went down to one point and they lost a point off of the uh, off of the drones, the bottom end drones. So you can, you know, it's like essentially like it's for free. Um, I, I still don't know. I still don't know how much uh, I like those, especially with the prevalence of gas clouds these days. But right. um, you still get to bring your own three, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can always bring your own whatever you want. I don't know if you need to put it on that many of them, though. Like, I think, um, you know, the one, uh, what was it? The, is it DFS? Yeah, DFS 311 with uh, with the grappling struts where he can just kind of sit on a on a rock and and just pass his token around as as the battle swirls around him i think is a pretty <laughs> is a pretty good use of that um but uh you know outside of that i don't know how many of them you really need to have with the with the struts on there but it could be fun yeah it's just good i mean it, it, they're one point so yeah. you don't need to do it and mass, you can just go. I have three points left over. Yeah, here's a couple of them are gonna get. I can't it. Yeah. fit an energy shell charge. I can't fit this upgrade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there isn't really anything that you can fit. So yeah. might as well throw in, uh, three uh struts. Uh, yeah, grappling struts on there. So all of the vultures went down to some degree. DFS zero eight one went down a point. Precise hunter went down three points. DFS three eleven a point. Uh, the hair chal prototype two minus two points. Separatist drone and the trade federation drone minus one point. So um, the, you're definitely th those those points stack up when you talk about six, seven, eight of these in a squad. Um, as far as creating room for upgrades. Um, now the energy shell charges went up from four to five, so that kind of takes up some of that space, um, the extra space created. But it depends on you know how many energy shell charges you want to run or or what kind of list you're actually trying to to do. So um, the Discord missiles went down two points, so they're down I, to I, four. Just a touch on the um, sp specifically the one that I've been looking at was the Precise Hunter. Yeah. Because he has a kind of the built-in predator, um, you know, at twenty-three points. I mean, that's basically completely balanced. You know, what I mean? we talking mm -hmm. about a a twenty-point ship with predator. You know, so yeah. you know, I I'm, I'm just trying to see if that that can now be viable. I think I think it was definitely overcosted when it first came out, but yeah. I think uh, fitting three of those in a list uh, could actually end up being viable if you can make the yeah yeah 26 it. was probably too much um yeah 23 probably probably puts it in the right spot and that's why it got such a big decrease compared to the other ones um because it was considerably more expensive but the uh yeah so the vultures all went down um you know so ship wise they, they did pretty well on that so then the points for the new hyena class droid bomber um at the bottom end, you've got the Techno Union Bomber at 26 points. Um, then you've got the Separatist Bomber at 29, uh, the Bactoid Prototype at 28, the Bombardment Drone at 32, 
the uh, DBS 32C at 42 and DBS 404, everybody's favorite, uh, at 30. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now the other really interesting thing about the hyena bombers um, that they we you know we all discovered today when looking at the points updates is that they pretty much all have different slot configurations. I see that now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, kind of interesting, uh, depending on what you're trying to do, you kind of have a different, uh, hyena droid there for, for whatever flavor you're trying to create. So, uh, they got some with like multiple bomb slots. They got some with, you know, they got, I think the basic one has like one of everything kind of like the techno union bomber has uh torpedo missile device and mod slot. The Bactoid prototype has sensor, double missile, and um, mod slot. The Separatist bomber has uh, torpedo, missile, device, and mod. The DBS-404 has uh, torpedo, missile, device, and mod. The Bombardment drone has uh, sensor, double bomb, and mod so this is like that this guy the bombardment drone is kind of the one that you're if you're going to run uh if you're going to run trajectory simulators and that new electro proton bomb this is kind of the thing that you would stick it on right and um, you, you see that basically yeah both of those uh the multiple uniques uh, the bombardment drone and yeah. the back toy prototype yeah are based on their pilot abilities yeah so which is really cool i i mean like you could just make a you know standard you know setup um i love the fact that we've uh, come to this uh you know 2.0 uh where they made the upgrade slots modifiable basically yeah. oh yeah uh because it adds identity to each one of the individual ships so yeah the barbarman drone is a bomber and then you have the back toy prototype being a missile carrier to trigger its ability. I think it's a special attack ability. Uh, while you perform a special attack of a friendly ship with the network calculation ship ability has a lock on the defender, you may ignore the focus, calculate, or target lock requirement of that yeah. attack. So now you can carry two types of missiles. You can ignore those things um, just with another ship having a lock on it. Um, so that's a huge deal. Uh, I like that they have that flexibility. Um, it's nice to see. I see a tactical relay here on one of the name ones too. So yeah, DBS thirty two C has a tactical relay, a sensor slot, and a mod slot. So this is one if you wanna if you wanna carry those relay uh, droids with, you can do it with this guy. That's the one that has the coordinate ability, by the way. Yeah. So that's so, a, that's a big deal. Yeah. So that's that's definitely an, an interesting. Not the cheapest thing that can carry a, a tactical relay. It's actually kind of expensive, really, when you look at it compared to the um, Belba Labs. Uh, it's the same price as Watt Tambor, um, and you Watt can, Tambor is good too. Yeah, and That's you can run, you can run a you can run the the generic Belba Lab uh, at thirty six points and for to to be able to carry a tactical relay. So that's yeah, maybe that seems kind of expensive for the one that's that's just seems to be specialized at carrying a, a relay it's the ability yeah and i think it's the fact that you can do a coordinate action in the engagement phase oh yeah yeah no that ability um, so, is good uh even though they don't have so they already don't have a ton of like ac kind of pilots they're very much a swarm 
yeah kind of identity type of faction um still that's a very powerful maneuver to have perfect knowledge ago yeah okay cool i'm just gonna bear roll oh yeah <laughs> and now you don't have a shot yeah so um so yeah so i think the hyenas um you know they're gonna have a, a, a an interesting niche um just uh, each one of them will have its own kind of interesting niche just because of the different slots on it and the and the abilities and how they work with those upgrade slots so it's uh it, it'll be that that one's gonna i think make for some really interesting uh list building choices <laughs> i think i think literally the first thing that came to mind grievous yeah and a bunch of drones and uh one of the things that i was arguing um earlier was so the techno union bomber is 26 points right yeah and i know they reduced the vulture class let's say the trade federation drove by one point so it's 19 instead of 20 and the energy shell charges are now five points instead of four yeah so if you have five trade federation drones with energy shell charges is that better than five trade federation drones with a techno unit bomber yeah, because they're practically the same point, point cost. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's um, it's this is the the separatists to me. It's like such a hodgepodge of like sticking things together that all kind of have these very similar roles and they all kind of work together in a particular way. But there's there's these little there's these subtle little differences. <laughs> I think you know that's um, it's very interesting from a list building standpoint, and I don't. You know, it's uh, well. I, I'm interested to see what other people do with it. It's not uh, not probably the kind of thing I'll fly, but it'll be uh, it'll definitely be out there. With yeah. all these, there's just too many options. You you still have, you, you have to take into account that all those ships still have the network calculations. Yeah, yeah, and that sets so everything the, off really. Yeah, exactly. So you can still share those tokens, um, and the one thing that you kind of have to basically figure out is whether or not the extra body is better than the extra offense. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the things that I was thinking about was just basically how to kind of relate that. Uh, Cause they're practically the same thing. You can fly mm-hmm. five with energy cell charges or six ships total. Yeah. Um, it's this kind of the same argument we have with the FO. Uh, yeah. and then the grappling str- struts and the landing struts um both ended up at one point so they grappling went down two points and they just made the landing struts at the same cost for the uh which is the the same thing basically for the hyena class droids <clears throat> um crew wise uh count dooku went up a point um the devices the dark one probe droids uh went down one point uh, the electro proton bomb uh, came out at 14 points, which I think is, I think probably about right. I mean, we'll see where that where that lands, but it's got a fair amount of restrictions on it, so that will you know hopefully I don't know, keep Steve, it in you check. Said it, you said it should have been 15. So yeah, well, you know, I said about right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, it's uh. It, we'll we'll see where that where where that what that ends up doing and and how that gets used. Um, I th- I think there's enough restrictions on it to keep it from being like crazy, but 
it's something that they're going to have to be a little careful with. So um, let's see what else here. The Discord missiles went down two points. The energy shells up a point. Impervium plating down two points. Um, that's another thing that, uh, you know, could be nice for the Belba Labs. Um, and then TA-175, uh, the new tactical relay, came out at five points. So half of Kraken. Um, and, you know, when one of your little droids pops inevitably uh the rest of your squad gets a, a free calculate token <laughs> so um it's good it's good i think it's good it, it's good i mean again bringing bringing that back to that grievous swarm i think you could basically fit grievous with seven drones yeah um holy shit like this is huge uh it, it's a great great tactical relay and i know we talked about this is that that reverse psychology of like well i don't want ships to die so i don't want abilities yeah that trigger when oh, ships die yeah. it's like well when you're flying drones you might as well assume they're gonna die no oh, they're gonna die they're, they're <laughs> going to die yeah. so uh getting that extra action economy is gigantic yeah and it's it's not limited to one ship every single ship gets it yeah I mean, with the drones, That's it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's. I think it's pretty damn good. And with the drones, it's. I mean, with the, it's a full on damage race. Like it's not the kind of thing where, like, you may be able to kind of come back from something. You know, it's once you start falling behind on the damage race with the drones, that means you've lost a lot of them. And you see, and it's 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 like a very quick downhill slope once you start losing numbers um with with these kind of drone swarms and uh you know getting a benefit out of losing one because they're, they're like i said one of them or two of them is going to pop pretty quickly um in in most fights but being able to turn that around into an offensive onslaught basically is <laughs> is i think you know pretty good because it's if, if you're using you know being able to use that to just set off everything you need with your energy shell charges and and just get you know all the mods you need is um is pretty damn good so i i think the, so you can do you can do uh general grievous yeah with uh ta 175 is solace one yeah with six trade federation door uh drones with energy shell chargers mm -hmm. now don't forget that the energy shell chargers have that ability uh, that while you perform an attack, you may spend one calculate token to change one focus result to a crit result. Yes. So you'll trigger that more often. Yeah. Um, obviously, with more calculate tokens, you're yeah. gonna lose one of those guys. It's just, it's just, it's a done deal. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna joust with six vultures, and one of them is gonna die. And yeah. that one ship dying. Gains you five calculate tokens. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the other thing too is if you get, you know, it makes it a little easier to share your tokens. So, like, let's say there's the one, like, they start working on a guy and you start using network calculations. Like, a lot of times it's like, okay, I'm going to, I start network calculations and now I'm, that might be an energy, energy shell charge. I don't get the fire. But now it's like, if you can just prolong that guy's life. So it's like, you, you know, you add a little bit to his life and a little bit to his life and a little bit to his life. And he gets, he take he tanks, you know, two or three or four shots. 
and then all of a sudden you get this you know explosion of of tokens and then you hit them with the energy shell charges i mean that's you know that's the kind of uh you know waterfall effect essentially that you're you're looking for so <laughs> um yeah i think uh i think ta175 is going to be real good especially at that five point cost i, I would i my personally would take him over kraken in a heartbeat at that every cost. Day. yeah every day of the week yeah i think so. that's uh it's subtly uh much much better yeah all right, let's move on to the Galactic Republic, uh, Carlos's favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, so there was, uh, I think, a lot of good stuff in here for the Galactic Republic. Um, obviously, I think, uh, you know, they got the new ship, the, the Naboo Royal N1 Starfighter, which is going to be really good. And uh, they got a lot of nice point decreases. Um so there was a couple of key increases that um, you know affect some of the current versions of uh, the, the the meta squads for the Republic, but uh, you know we'll uh, th- there's a lot of other stuff that came down that you know is going to give is going to change their overall playstyle I think a little bit. So um, you know starting off here with the Arc 170, um, all of them except for Sinker got a decrease. Oddball went down three. Wolf Jag. Um, Squad 7 veteran. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The 104th Battalion didn't go down. It stayed the same as well. Uh, but the other three went down one point. So, um, you know, nice little decrease there for the arcs. Uh, I think, you know, you were seeing mostly just either you were seeing either Sinker or the 104th Battalions. The others, maybe Wolf a little bit, but the others you, were, you weren't really seeing that often. So a little bit of a point decrease for the ones that you weren't seeing to maybe get them onto the table. Um but yeah, the arc is just—it's a very solid chassis, and it's—it's gonna—it's a—it's a—it's a staple ship, I think, for the uh, for the Galactic Republic. Yeah, it will be, and I think the one of fourth um, is balanced where it is at forty-two. Yeah, I think it's a—it's it, a bargain, but at the same time, it doesn't feel overcosted when you can just burn one down. Yeah, super fast. They're easy to block. And they only have one agility, so, um, and then sinker as well. I mean, obviously sinker. I'll talk more about sinker later, but um, having not no increase makes me more excited. Obviously, to put them yeah. in plus. Um, if there was a one or two point increase, I still would have considered him. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So zero, you know, zero, no increase on Sinker. I mean, he was already a very one of the most useful pieces in the Republic, and he's gonna stay that way. So, um, on the Delta Seven Aether sprites, uh, Anakin went up two points. So that's kind of the the big news there. Um, Any no, no. Uh, so Anakin went up two points. Everyone else though went down except for Ahsoka. So Obi Wan, Mace, uh, Obi Wan, Obi Wan went down six points on Obi Wan. <laughs> Which is pretty huge. I think that just kind of goes to show that his ability is terrible. Um, Mace Windu went down a point. Uh, Plo Koon went down seven points. Uh, Luminara went down a point. Sacy Tin went down a point. Barris Offee went down four points. And the basic Jedi Knight went down one point. So, uh, yeah, some pretty big point drops there on the, on the Delta 7s. And I think it really was like, okay, what's getting played? It's, you know, obviously Anakin... Um, and Mace and Ahsoka are probably getting played the most. I think Obi-Wan kind of after that. But, um, 
But yeah, yeah did they not get the memo with the whole Anakin and Obi Wan with supernatural yeah. list that started to fucking be all over the place? Yeah, yeah, apparently not. Now on the other side of this, they did increase the Delta Seven Seven um, B title, uh, so it is now up to um, looks like it's pretty much a two point increase across the board across all initiative levels. So. Um, it's up to 20 points now on Anakin, uh, 19 on Obi-Wan, 18 on Mace. Um, yeah, it's a, it looks like a two-point increase, right? Yeah, so two-point uh, increase across the board. So that means Mace Windu, Luminara, and CZ-10 essentially went up. Yes. Yeah. By yeah. One point. Yes, and Anakin went up by four points, really, if you're going to play him with the Delta 7B title. Yeah. So... Now, on the other side of it, the uh, calibrated laser targeting went down across the board. So um, by a pretty significant amount, they pretty much cut it in half at every level. So uh, the initiative six is down to five points from 10. Uh, the initiative five is down to four points, uh, three points, two points, one point, zero, zero. So it's uh, it's down significantly, and may maybe it actually gets some play now. Um, you know, I, I, that was when I wanted to go down, so I'm happy it did because um, I, I actually want to see that in play. Uh, I think it's you know I don't I don't I never like taking evade dice off of ships, so I prefer <laughs> it's kind of more my my cup of tea, anyways. So with that price point, I think I'm I'm more apt to give it a shot on uh, on Anakin or Mace or Obi Wan or. You know, probably those three are the ones that I would, you know, look at the most uh, I, as I, far as trying out with it. I, I think in general, um, I would only like it. And obviously it kind of comes hand in hand. That reduced costs allows you to bring more ships. More ships allow you to more easily set up a uh, laser targeting shot. Yeah. So I think that that's the kind of, you know, setup that um would allow me to be like this is the better upgrade to bring um the one thing i'm afraid of and i did not think it was a big deal at the time when i saw it which was the fact that it took a configuration slot and a modification slot yeah so I, at first I was just like, no big deal. But then I was like, oh shit. Like there's a lot of things that I want to put on that mod slot, a whole yep. upgrade, maybe a shield upgrade, maybe a stealth upgrade. I don't know, whatever. Something that just makes it better, you yeah. know, and that's not available anymore. So yeah. it, uh, it's a big deal. It's a rough cost that, that extra slot to be able to, to put it on and, you know, to, I, I don't know, like maybe this point drop is enough um, to make oh, it worth it. Oh, spare canisters uh, too. Uh, yeah. Mod slot. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll we'll see where that where that kicks out. But I definitely want to try it at uh, at this point cost. Now, I it's it's more up my alley as far as um is what I would like to do with the Delta Sevens um as opposed to the Seven B title. So um. All right. Also, uh, V19s, um, they all got a point decrease except for the Gold Squadron. Uh, it stayed at 25. God, but I wish I got a point decrease. No, <laughs> it doesn't need to go down anymore. 
Uh, Oddballs uh, got a three-point decrease. Kickback got a three-point decrease. Axe and Swoop got a one-point. Uh, Tucker got a two-point. And the Blue Squadron Protector got a one-point decrease. So I'm, I'm still not looking at any of the V19 name pilots except no. maybe Tucker. If you can... You, Tucker, you Tucker is the most useful. Yeah, if you yeah. have uh, 29 points left on a list and you can fit a Gold Squadron Trooper... Or Tucker, you just go and slot in Tucker. You get the extra action economy. Yeah, but in general, you just you just throw in. A it's the gold. It's trooper. still the gold squadron trooper. Yeah. That's uh, that's the play. I think. Do you think? Because most of these V nineteen uh, abilities just suck. Yeah. Now, there is one combination that is interesting, uh-huh. which is dedicated. Also got dropped two points, so it's now one point. Yeah. A blue squadron protector used to be 29 points. So basically you get dedicated for free. Do you think that's viable? Um, Possibly. I don't know. I'd have to think about this more. But So uh, dedicated is the one where on your side arcs, you take a strain token and that ship gets to re-roll and evade dice while defending. So my concept when I think about this is if they're already shooting at that ship, you're only helping by splitting their fire when they go, well, that ship has a strain token. I'm going to shoot at that now instead. Yeah. So it's a great ability to force that kind of, it, it basically, um, I want to call like related to gambling where you have, greater odds at one thing or the other yeah but it actually ends up hurting you in the long run because you go oh well now that i have greater odds here that i should take this shot yeah but you shouldn't you should continue to focus fire Mm -hmm. on because now that that ship has a strength token it can no longer use dedicated on that ship but if you have two of them maybe three of them in a list Mm -hmm. Now that ability, now that that kind of target priority gets mixed up, and you go, well, I have to either take out these ships that add extra um, defense abilities to the ship that I want to kill, or I just try to continue firing at this thing until I kill it, and then hope to God that the variance helps. Yeah. Because those rerolls are still rerolls. You know what I mean? They can reroll blanks. Yeah. So. So. Uh, so yeah. So that's uh, kind of it for the point changes. Uh, as far as the new content in Galactic Republic, we've got the Naboo Royal N One Starfighter um, with the cheapest one, the Bravo Flight Officer, coming in at thirty four points. Uh, we've got uh, next up from that is uh, Danae Elberger at thirty eight points, then Anakin Skywalker at forty one. Uh, Rick Ali at 42, uh, Nubu Handmaiden at 44, and Padme Amidala at 45. Um, I guessed it. You guessed Padme's it. Padme's the most expensive one. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that made sense. So, yeah, so Padme is, um, I think that's a pretty, pretty good starting point cost for her. Um, it'll be interesting to see where she, how she plays out, but her ability is. She's under cost out of this. She, yeah, she might be. 
yeah, she 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 very well may be, and we'll we'll see how how good she ends up being. Um, you know, the Nubu handmaidens obviously they value that ability. They you know she's, they're only one point less expensive than Padme, and they're only like you know initiative ones or something. So yeah, my, um, I, the, just the one thing that I keep thinking about is um, force users. Uh, this hurts them. It hurts. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, the worst situation, right? So if you're going up against Padme and then you roll, you have a target lock and a focus. Yep. You're set up. You're ready to roll. And then you roll a blank focus focus. Yep. In general, a blank focus focus with a target lock focus, you're like, holy, holy shit, this is perfect. This yeah. is great. It's a great roll. Reroll that blank no matter what comes up. If it's paint, it's all paint. Yeah. Well, now you're fucked because... You have to reroll the focus, and you also can only reroll one of those other focus results. Yep. Because you can only change one, and if you change the reroll and it doesn't come up as another hit or crit, now you can only maximize two hits. Yeah. So automatically, by rolling more than one focus, you have reduced your offensive value. Yeah, and the other the other big part about this ability is that it's global. It's it's while an enemy ship in your arc defends or performs an attack. It's not against Padme. It's Padme just has to have arc on it, and then the entire rest of the squad is getting benefits at sh either shooting at this thing or when it's defending against it. Right. So. You know this ability kind of applies across the board and then when you can if you stack it at all with something like juke um then it really starts to hurt <laughs> well here's uh, yeah so juke on other ships yeah because my concept is she's 45 points yeah and she's a pain in the fucking ass so you're gonna go after her just leave her alone leave her naked leave her at 45 points spend your money on other things on your list that are going to punish that list uh that that your opponent for choosing to go after Padme first yeah kill more than 45 points while they're trying to kill Padme yeah and while they're trying to do it she has an evade token she has a focus token most likely and yeah. They only get to modify one of their focus results. Yeah, yeah, and if you throw a handmaiden in there that's tossing, yeah, tossing evades around. I mean, they either have maybe to an R two instrument. Why not? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what if you do all that and it just takes forever to try to kill? Yeah, Padme, but then all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where if you don't kill Padme, the rest of the list is going to kill you. Yeah, and you're just getting punished for it the entire time you're trying to kill Padme. <laughs> yeah. Padme in a in a handmaiden is I mean just the level of pain in the ass to kill that thing <laughs> is gonna be pretty high. <laughs> yeah. I mean you, you know I, I think it's I think the 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 arc dodging aces are gonna be kind of your best bet against that. Any sort of joust is gonna be is gonna is gonna heavily I think benefit Padme. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got uh, a, a a higher PS, you know, a five or six, uh, that can, that can move around that will, uh, th that's going to be kind of your best, but your best bet, you just got to stay out of Padme's arc. It's, that's just such a terrible place to be. 
Right. <laughs> so one of the other things that were kind of noticeable and, you know, sorry for spoiling it. I mean, we did do one whole episode where we talked about it, but the uh, Sinker Swarm. Yeah. Um, that uh, Travis has been flying. And we have seen it. Uh, it's been, it's, it's, I've seen a few well people. I've seen places. a few people pick it up um, outside of Travis, and it's, yeah. I've seen it made cuts. And Commander Cody uh, has trials. been like something that has uh, fit into that list uh, in other variants. But the one thing I noticed here, right, and uh, I've been kind of trying to play around with that format and that list was the fact that Rick Ollie is the same amount of points as a one hundred fourth battalion pilot. Therefore, I basically see a possibility of an evolution of the list, which is still a sinker yeah. with four gold squadron troopers and Rick Ollie. Yeah. Now, Rick Ollie is an initiative five ship, which entices me <laughs> more to fly that kind of list. I like yeah. swarm lists, but my problem with swarm lists is that you get initiative killed. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you have an initiative five ship that can kill those ships before they get the fire? Mm-hmm. Um, and with the added, you know, ability of if you do the fast maneuver, you're you're still getting that offense that the one of fourth would have provided. Yeah. Because you'd go in, maybe do a four straight, five straight, add a range one shot, get a focus token, and then have a sinker reroll. And now you're rolling four dice with a soft reroll and a focus just like that one of fourth would have done. Yeah. Except you're doing an initiative five instead of initiative two. Yeah. Now you can kill ships that are initiative four or less before they get the fire, giving your entire list way more survivability. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that is a great list. And also yeah. Rick Ollie doesn't have to fly with the formation. Yeah. Set him yeah. up in a flanking position. Yep. Do whatever you want with well, him. Well, you probably want matter. to. I mean, his his flight his flight pattern isn't going to match the swarm very well. So no, he, you're probably no. going to just want to flank with him, <clears throat> um, just to get so that he can get those higher speed maneuvers in, kind of come in guns blazing a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's that's definitely an option. It, it's the, you know, like you said, it's the same points. It has the uh, it has the ability to slot right in there. So it's uh it's an option. So, or, I mean, you could even, I mean, if you go without the, uh, you know, if you go without the shield upgrade on sinker, um, you can fit a Naboo handmaiden in there as well. And just, and just provide, uh, uh, and just provide sinker with, so as opposed to one shield upgrade, you provide sinker with a bunch of, of aid tokens, <laughs> right? You know, so that's, that's also a possibility. So <laughs> Depends on the, the, there's just, it, it does, it creates a lot of new options for the, uh, for the Republic. So there's a ton of flexibility. I mean, Obi-Wan yeah. being so much cheaper. I mean, you can fly lists where Anakin was successful and, you know, fly with Obi-Wan instead and you can just fit so much more. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility with the Republic. I think all four chassis are good depending on what ship you're flying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, indiv- individual pilot, um, but all all four chassis have viable options. Yeah, uh, which makes the the whole entire faction just very very flexible. 
Yeah. And the other thing is the ash the uh, the other new cards, um, the Astromax R two C four came out at five points, and R two A six came out at six points. All right, so yeah, so that does it for the uh, Galactic Republic, and we're gonna now move on to our last section of the points update, which is generic upgrades. So, a um, lot of interesting things in here. A couple things we've already talked about. Um, obviously, a big one is tactical officer going up four points. Um, you know, from two to six. Uh, the you know that tactical officer was just getting. I'm surprised it didn't get an up. A, 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 go up in January with the with the last points update. I think it was already fairly obvious it was going to get abused as a uh for court, you know, was creating all these little coordinating ships. So <laughs> um so yeah, so it, it went up to 6. Um the electro proton bomb came out at, you know, 14. Uh hate uh, went to variable pricing uh, based on ship size, so it's uh 3, 6 or 9 depending on the size of your ship um let's see here instinctive aim came down a point uh predictive shot went up or came down three points sense came down a point so that's just kind of showing off i mean really when you looked at the force powers it was what was getting used is was hate and supernatural reflexes and um supernatural reflexes obviously already got its major uh bump last time and uh hate has now been adjusted uh kind of for its power level um and so now some of the other ones have come down to put them you know into a different category here uh brilliant brilliant evasion is uh three points now so um you know so that one kind of uh you know pairs up with um you know like in that same categories where hate is um there's some interesting options here with um, sense. I think sense is a really good one um, that hasn't gotten a lot of use because a little bit a, too expensive. It's a great ability, and I think it's underrated. Um, one of the factors is that a lot of these uh, force powers, um, you tend to assume that you have to use a force charge. Yeah. But sense at zero, range zero to one, you can use for free. Yeah. Um, so, you know. There are um, situations where those five points, if you can slot them in, it, it might be good enough for you to it make the difference that maybe you have an early initiative uh, ship. And we talked about this, like yeah. um, having a blocker is, is very, very good when you're going up against a, a ship. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, predictive shot at one point, it's that one ability where. Uh, in the bullseye, they don't get to roll more red uh, green dice than your red dice. They, so, uh, they, yeah, then the amount of hits and crits you've rolled. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, predictive shot with, like, a budget ace, like Anakin, mm-hmm. with CLT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that can end up being really good. You're already lining it up. Maybe Obi-Wan, actually. It'll probably be best on Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because um, he has the ability where uh, he takes the focus token and then you can just spend a force to regain a focus. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, um, he can basically, with that predictive shot, he, he's firing two dice with the added uh focus result 
Um, but I think that still means that they can only roll two dice on defense. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I think so. Because this is the dice that you rolled. So after you declare an attack, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, you may spend one force. If you do during the roll defense dice step, the defender cannot roll more dice defense dice than the number of your oh number of your hidden crit results. Yeah. So at, it might not even. So this would be, be after you modify. So so CLT would have already added its uh its its die or it you know. So it might not even be. It might be pointless to even add it. Yeah. Why I mean, even add it at that point? You know. Yeah. So it depends, but I think, uh, yeah, predictive shot at one point. I mean, maybe it maybe it finds a place. It'll find a place. Yeah. So, um, what else we got going on here? Um, veteran turret gunner back up to eight points, two points. So that you know that's that's putting a putting a handbrake on the uh, on the double tapping Y wings and scurgs. Um. <laughs> right. And uh, both the dorsal and the ion cannon turn also went up a point. Yeah. So in, in essence, that's a three point increase with the combination. Cause you're not going to yeah. have veteran turret gunner without the turrets. So yeah. Obviously you can with a, something with a native turret um, primary, but yeah. Um, but in general, that's a, a three point increase on the Y wings and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And uh, contraband cybernetics came down a couple points. Um, inertial dampeners went to a variable setup, and it's um, based on initiative. And it's uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points, depending on your initiative. So yeah. that's uh, obviously. So not only did they take the illicit away from the Falcon, but they also, you know, made the inertial dampeners a, a heftier penalty on on those I sixes that could use it for perfect knowledge. So, so um, just real, real quick, just uh, look back at the veteran turret gunner and the uh, the turrets. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of a shit side effect to this. So and I, I remember laughing about it after um, the stream was, but they were like, we we reduced the points on the tie aggressors because you know poor tie aggressors, you know they needed some love. Yeah. So they dropped them two points. Yeah. And the only viable loadout, which would have been better turret gunner with a yeah. dorsal turret, went <laughs> right. up three points. Yeah, right. Therefore, they're costed more than they were before. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they received no love whatsoever. Yeah, those poor aggressors. I mean. <laughs> Fucking aggressors are the worst. Yeah. So uh, another interesting thing. So uh, the auto blaster cannon came out at two points. So, you know, very cheap um, as, a, as a cannon option. Uh, this is, this is kind of the the cannon that I start to think about maybe putting on a uh, an upsilon shuttle. No. Um, you know the the upsilon with that ability was you know just not great for any of the other cannons, but you know maybe this one, maybe maybe this is the one. Um, and then the uh, the other thing in here is kind of interesting. The ion cannon was added to hyperspace, so. So you can now run an ion cannon in hyperspace. And cool. uh, they also added the bomblet generators to hyperspace as well. Um, those are useless. Yeah. So those are things that are in hyperspace now. Uh, Diamond boron missiles um, came out at six points. Um, 
the barrage rockets went up a point to eight. Uh, I think that you know they were obviously getting a lot of play. They were they were just very useful on a lot of different ships. So uh, going up a little bit there. Um, the uh, oh, the uh, the proton torpedoes. You know, just continuing the proton torpedo hate. They went up another point to thirteen. So because <laughs> why not? Yeah, because why not? I think it's the introduction of the plasma. I think they needed to kind of separate. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, that's the reason they did that. And yeah. it was still good. I mean, ports on torpedoes at 12 points was still good. Yeah, it was. You know, so 13, you know, a little bit a little bit more now even. And they, uh, the plasma torps came out at nine points. Um, so those will, I, I think those will, I think a lot of people will be giving those a try to see if, uh, if they can be a good... Um, uh, proton torp replacement um, for the price. So uh, also, so added to added to hyperspace also was the electronic baffle um, as from, from as far as the modification standpoint is concerned. Um, the delayed fuses uh, came out at one point and the angled deflectors uh, are, looks like they're a variable cost uh, based on agility. Um, so the lower agility, the higher the points. They started at nine, then go down to six, three, and three. Um, passive sensors is another hotly debated one. Uh, started out, starting out at three points for passive sensors. So that is money. That like, feels like that feels good. Yeah, that feels so, cheap. <laughs> so here's my whole the whole logic with this one is a lot of people will pay the premium for an initiative six pilot to be able to fire a torpedo or initiative five like dutch and yeah. i know they have great abilities you yeah know, dutch yeah. has a great ability wedge is a common torpedo carrier and, and stuff like that but i get that and they have great abilities but if you're telling me that you can fit an initiative two pilot or initiative one with passive sensor and the same torpedo yeah there's no way that that's more expensive yeah, it's it's almost ninety nine percent of the time cheaper. Therefore, the rest of your list becomes more viable, you know. So I I, I think that that's that is one of those things where it's just like three points. That's, that's a low ball on this, and I hope it doesn't become abused. Yeah, but I think that it it can be good. Um, yeah, I think it can be used uh, pretty effectively. Yeah. Yeah, passive sensors is uh, that's it's got a lot of use uses. Um, three points definitely puts it in the in an easy place to play it. So, I think that will be used quite a bit. Um, let's see, debris gambit went up a point. Um, juke went up uh, two juke. points. That was another big one. So it went up from five to seven. So it, you know started off at four, up to five, up to seven now. So I, I think. I think that's probably a pretty good spot for it. I don't know if, um, you know, we'll see if somebody, if they find another, if, if people find other ways to abuse it. But I, I, the Naboo, the Naboo N1 may, may cause more problems with this, maybe. Um, just because they're cheap enough that they can kind of, you know, you can kind of spam it a little bit with them if, if, if you want to. So now obviously they're just, they're not as good a chassis as the, uh, as as the phantom so it may not be that big a deal but um it it it, it could be an issue on on the n1 so 
Hopefully not. Hopefully seven is where it can stay because um, you know Juke's a good card, and it's I don't want to see it become so expensive that you would never put it on a one-off. You know, like a one-off ship that would carry it. You know, just they had to make it so expensive so that it wouldn't get spammed. So um, hopefully it doesn't have to go up too much more from here. Um, Swarm Tactics uh, became a variable cost and went up um, in points at the top end. So uh, Pilot Skills uh, Initiative 6 uh, is now 5 points to run it, and Initiative 5 is 4 points. Um, all the other ones are still 3 points. Uh, but really just targeting the the specific abuses of Swarm Tactics, which um, in, in you know, Recent times has basically been in the Inferno Swarm, um, being able to use it to shoot everything in your in your squad at least a four. Um, so you you know that's obviously a pretty big advantage when you've got a couple of ones in there that get you know and everybody's but everybody's shooting at four or higher. Um, and then with uh, Wedge, you know, being able to uh, use it in the Rebel Beef lists to get uh, Braylon or Ten or Cassian or whoever he needs to up to that PS6 to shoot before it. It dies, that kind of thing. So it's uh, no, I, a little I, bit for that. They did it right. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. You know, Swarm Tactics should have always been initiative. Oh, yeah. That was, I was actually like really surprised. I was really surprised when they made Squad Leader initiative based variable right. pricing in the last update and not and Swarm Tactics. Tactics. And I was like, <laughs> what are you smoking? So, um, so yeah. So, anyways, it was because even then it was like, it was already it was getting used and it was getting abused in the inferno squad stuff or like early early on so i was very surprised it didn't get t handled in the last points update but um you know here it is uh it's really only affecting the five and the six initiatives um the rest you know the four which is pretty much the only other place you'd put it i i don't think i'd ever i don't think i could ever imagine you putting swarm tactics on a three or lower um you know is still at a three so you know that's uh but it, but variable pricing just makes total sense for that card um trick shot went up again so it's up two more points to four so um so yeah so trick shot obviously is good anytime you add attack dice it's good so uh proton torps already covered uh the dorsal turret and the ion cannon turret both went up a point from uh three for the dorsal and five for the ion cannon so they basically just split the difference between what the initial release cost on those on those were um they went down two points now they're up one point so um but just between that and the veteran turret gunner um kind of keeping some of those um abusive swarms in check uh so i don't know i think that covers it that's the uh that's the that's the points update Holy um, shit. That was a lot. <laughs> a lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be so. fun, uh, you know, just coming up with the it's a it's a great refresher. Um yeah. I, I I'm so glad that they did this and I'm so glad that um we're we're seeing this in the game and the metagame is just a quick reset button. You yeah. know what I mean? Every six months where the game feels refreshed and new. I understand some of it. it no, nothing's going to be perfect. Um, it's not going to ever be perfectly balanced or everything is viable. But it definitely paves a road, um, you know what I mean, to bring some stuff in that you don't see. Um, and then, 
you know, some of that other stuff that you still want to see and it's still not viable, well, guess what? You know what I mean? It, it's going to get noticed in the sense that it's if it's not being played, it'll be reducing points again, you yeah. know? And, and maybe one season it will be, but until then, you have, you know, 30-plus ships to be able to fly, so might as well pick something else in the meantime. Yeah. Um, you know, because... I'm sure those, uh, hold on, let me find, uh, yeah, those, those, you know, Tiger Gresser, uh, fans are, uh, hurting, uh, to, to see them on the table. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just, I, I think overall, this is, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I, there's some surprises, but not a lot. No, I mean, it, it was a very, it was a much more subtle, um, change than I think a lot of the, a lot from the last points update the you know the last points update had some pretty severe changes like um supernatural reflexes and uh you know like uh luke gunner when it you know got its an initial uh, major up uh increase and or i think when we just i don't know when we found out because it wasn't up wasn't it like 30 points or something it was like 30 that? On release. yeah <laughs> on release okay yeah and then it came down a little bit but there was there was a lot more bigger swingier um it changes last time and i think that's going to be more and more and more the case um overall as far as like the the updates will be will have will be more about tweaking than about massive fixes so uh you know obviously the when the game first came out there was a ton of new content nobody had touched it before there was a lot to figure out so y they found a couple of things they found some things that had to be kind of changed drastically uh, I don't think we're going to see quite those that size of level of drastic change going forward in general. Maybe on some stuff that comes out in a new wave that it gets released and it just ends up being way too cheap and or way too expensive or something like that. But um, what you're hoping you're you're hoping for the kind of approach that they ended up using for like scum. Yeah, where everything was like minus one, minus two. Yeah, like that. That that's the kind of I guess dream that you want to end up seeing for these point balances is that small tweaks here or there, no yeah. major major like it, this has to go down minus five or minus ten points, you know, because that means that it was just cost of run to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I hope that they can uh, limit the amount of swinginess and mm. just kind of actual have more of a balancing update instead of a make this viable, make this not kind yeah. of uh, situation that we still have. Yeah, I think uh, some of seasons. Yeah, I think some of the um, I think you may see bigger kind of swings in like the upgrade cards than you do in the pilots kind of going forward, just because I think the um, the upgrade cards will are more affected by like new content coming out. So like some new pilot comes out that suddenly you know, breaks a, an existing upgrade card or something like that, or, you know, this some, I think that is kind of more likely to have something happen. Something new will come out that affects that. And that can happen with the pilots too, to some degree, but you know, something new will come out, will, uh, will affect it in such a way that now all of a sudden, yeah, this thing was fine at three points, but now it really needs to be eight or something like that. Just because of something that came out that just really set it off. And we always saw yeah. that in 1.0 with, um, there would be just forgotten ships and forgotten cards that would all of a sudden become like hyper relevant because some new ship or something came out that suddenly made great use of a, of a, of a previously useless ability. So, um, 
So anyways, well, I think that about wraps it up for us this evening. Um, so, dials down. Bottoms, Bottoms up. up.